because I work out. I bench press 250 pounds today at Curves. Uh, her name was Sheila. She fell off the life cycle. Don't do that to me. Comedy is real. I didn't study this. My parents were divorced, both at the same time. I'm from LA, 818 till I die. I came here to make it on the internet. Don't be distracted by that. Do not be distracted by that. I get lonely. Sometimes I go down to the batting cage just to play catch. I gotta stay strong because I care. I care. I saw an accident on NASCAR and I called 911. Get them there. Tony Stewart may be injured. Protect him. You got it. Anything you need. You got it. Anything at all. You got it. Schwammo, tis I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the sultan of slits, the godfather of gash, the world's um, greatest podcast host, according to the West Virginia Podcasters Association of America. So episode 199 of Pillow Fort Radio slash the Don Blankenship experience. And uh, we are here, and uh, I am always, as always, joined by the Vanilla Gorilla, the Duke of Discourse. That's a, a callback. Yeah, that's, a, that's one of the first ones we gave you. The first black man ever to ice skate backwards, then the Kanawal River. The White Samoan, that's old Chucky Tater Sex. <laughs> Over there. The Monarch of Malcontent. <laughs> I think that was one of them. <laughs> no, I just came up with that one. <laughs> it might have been. Though. Seems like there was a something of malcontent. There was. Uh, there was one something of malcontent. The. I don't remember what it was, but I know there was something of malcontent, and you had to have been it. That's old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. Let's let him have the full applause. And as always, returning champion, the world's greatest claw machine man, weighing in at 184 pounds, the Randy Marsh of Regenerative Farming, <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> yes. The the Bone Cruncher, a.k.a. the Dirty Shame, a.k.a. Juno. That's John Morgan. The Lone Wolf of Laurel Creek. Laurel Creek's most dangerous man. <laughs> and uh, we are here, and uh, what you heard uh, to open up the show was Stephen Brody Stevens. Yes! That was uh, a stand-up spot he did, and he uh, apparently killed himself on Friday night. Or Friday day. Maybe Thursday night. That comedian did? Yeah. Hmm. And he uh he had a lot of mental stuff. A few years ago, he had like a breakdown, and he had to be put in a mental hospital for a little bit. And um, I wonder what I wonder what's that what that's like like having a breakdown. Yeah, you never had one because I'm reasonably sure I've had one. <laughs> I'm reasonably sure I've had several, <laughs> but I never had to be hospitalized for. Well, that's not true. Emergency room. 
Well, his it's been a long thing. He takes like if you listen to enough of his act, he'll talk about all the drugs. He's, I'm on Lamictal. Like he'll just but, it's uh, a fucking cart grocery list. It's, yeah, he's and uh, he had a big breakdown there a while back, and they uh, he's in the hospital for a while. I mean, this guy's this. I've never seen any celebrity. He's not even a celebrity. Most of the people listening to this do not know who he is. But I've never seen anybody of note, let's say that, get the kind of eulogizing that he's getting on social media. Every comedian that has ever met him. He has, has a very a Futurama style of comedy. You notice, like, it's, it's, it's attack. It's, it's an well, attack no, style it's of comedy. It's not just that. It's. They're not obvious jokes, but they are. It's very hard to explain. Like,. You know how they do. I'm very aggressive. Twice I charged the mound and T-ball. That's, well, there's that. But then there's also uh, the 911 yeah. joke. That yeah. was funny. That's very But good. I'm talking about in Futurama, what's comparable is um, one time Fr- Fry convinced Leela to do something. He said, you'll barely regret this. <laughs> <laughs> jokes like that. You know what I mean? I, I, I love the show for those jokes. And. He does his is and his is very similar. It is like so, that. He's I don't know, man. I um, I've never seen anybody get the res- the um, response from people like Patton Oswalt wrote a big thing. Fucking um, all the way over to Joe Rogan, all the way over to even deeper in the weird. Like you wouldn't think everybody would know him. You know, it's not like. Like there's different uh, genres of comedy, and but everybody knew this guy and had a great story about him, and he was always positive. I guess for, except for himself, and it sucks. I was sitting here Friday when I got home from work, and I saw the headline, and I screamed no, I, and I started crying because he's one of those guys that I rooted for, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting ready to start crying right now. It I'm sucks. sorry, sucks. But um, I don't know. I didn't know the guy, but you listen to so many of these with the guy right in your ear. Mm-hmm. And you feel like he's there with you. And uh, I just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there was somebody famous recently that died. And I, and I did, I got fairly upset about it. I'm trying to remember who it was. Prince. No, it wasn't Prince. I like Prince. I love Prince. I mean, like, he's virtuous. You can't, you can't get to know that guy. No, you know? because he's unknowable. He's yeah. like, he's an unknowable quantity. So, I can't remember. It's been within the past few years. The last one that I got upset about, like actually upset, like Tom Petty. Tom Petty was, I didn't get crying upset, but I got kind of upset with Tom Petty. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think they were kind of a tragic figure, and I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, George H.W. Bush. He's still alive. You shedding tears for him? No. George H.W. Bush died, homie. I just want to get as oh close, H. H. I yeah, get as yeah. close to that casket as I can and just sit there and think, of, think about how great he was. <laughs> I I don't know, man. Death and we're all going to go through it and go through it. We're all, we're all going to arrive. We're all on there's our no way. going through that. Yeah. We're all going to arrive there someday. It's here. Yeah, but it's all around us. Um. Oh no! It wasn't somebody famous. My my friend Brian. Oh yeah, just a few. Yeah, he was months, a month or two ago. Yeah, I was trying to think of somebody famous. That's why I couldn't think of it. He is very young. He's forty two. Um, not heavy. Not not a drug user. Not really even that much of a drinker anymore. You know, I don't know if he still smoked. He might have. Um, 
and he just died basically of pneumonia, you know, or something. And it just, I don't know, man. The world, I was thinking about this the other day. The world is a very cruel place. It's rough. And you just, sometimes I almost broke the other day because of how cruel it actually is. Yeah. (laughs) Well. I don't know. Sorry. I mean, there's. I mean, the, you can't have. Um, you can't have be- beauty without suffering. That's true. You can't. There's no high without the low. I you, know, but it seems these days, if everything's, it'd be like the. It'd be like that. What was that show where it's like set in the fifties? It's this fake Pleasantville. World. Pleasantville. Yeah. It's a Pleasantville. That's a great movie too. That extremely is a under, movie. extremely underrated. We huh? got to have the shit so we can have you know the cream. Fiona Apple had a great version of Across the Universe on that soundtrack. Did she? Yeah. It's a Beatles song. Yeah, I know, but I'm. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know. With Brody, um, he went through all that, and everything seemed good, you know. And he's going on everybody's podcast. He just had a special drop on Amazon live. So he is, his career was in good shape. Yeah, he's not like he's not Kevin Hart, but he's not uh, like Andy Frampton either, you know. Yeah. No offense to Andy Frampton, he's getting there. He's oh, he's, he's yeah, on his he's, way. I think he's Frampton's really on his way. Like he's. <laughs> Even if he never becomes famous, I guarantee you he'll. Oh, he's he'll, locally famous. He'll end up being able to tour around and. He's building his place in in the business too. He's yeah. he's now hosting shows. He's putting shows together. He's booking. You know, he's doing all the stuff that you're supposed to do, and he's really got it. Like Andy from from the moment I met him, it's not always that he his jokes are always great, but even if he does somebody else's joke, which he doesn't do on stage, no, of course not. But he. His delivery, even when he's delivering somebody else's joke, he's always done his delivery. I've noticed that. Like I try to do when I'm when I'm doing a Pat Oswalt joke, I do a Pat Oswalt delivery. He doesn't do that. He does his own, and it's not just as funny because he he makes it his own. It's sort of like sure. um, people covering songs, right? You know? and, and comedians are like that. Like that. Like Brody's delivery is very odd. You know, it's kind of it's aggressive. It's that's why you can't steal his joke. But it's not it's not Lewis Black aggressive. No. It's not there's there seems to be virtually no politics in it. So Oh, they're not in him. Okay. But, uh, there's that. There's um you know, uh, comedians are <laughs> Pat Oswald loved said it best and, he, and I wonder if he thought about this bit when he heard uh, I guess they were were they were they friends? Who Brody and yeah. Okay. Brody was friends with everybody. And, well, yeah, apparently. but he, but he said he hoped Pat Oswalt said when he died, he hoped he didn't get the obituary. He loved to laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, of course you do. You're laughing. I wrote on a, He's like, <laughs> on one of my posts um, about him. Um, I responded to somebody's comment and said he would be so excited to know that so many famous people are talking, saying so many great things about him and a little miffed that they're not talking about how good he was at baseball. Because <laughs> he always talked, he loved baseball, and he um he played for Arizona State. Who did Brody? Oh, did he? He's a big guy. He played in single A, double A ball, so he he was pretty good mm-hmm. to get even. Baseball is one of those sports, man. To even go into the minor leagues, you have to be a great fucking player. Yeah, it'll be like if you faced a your any old college team or something, you'd be throwing. Yeah, you'd smoke them. You'd smoke them. I mean, even playing for like the power, but you know the power up down there. I, well, when I, that's one of the first times I got to see a pro baseball. Okay, and we're back. Maybe if it kicks off three times, it's gone. Check, check. 
Okay. Hot dog. Yeah. Well, it did keep going. It does have some battery in it. So. But uh, first time I saw pro baseball up close, we used to go to Reds games when I was a kid. And um, we'd sit in the nosebleeds because dad never – we did, didn't do anything ahead of time. We, we're going to a Reds game today. And we that's a great way to live. Oh, I don't awesome. care what anybody says. That's a wonderful way to live. Yeah, it was good. I liked it, but it was um, it was amazing. Whenever I got to see one up close, like I'm not this. This is they're so good. It is insane. I've said before that was one sport. I've always been fairly good at any sport I picked up. I'm not talking great. Like uh, basketball, I was competent. More than competent, good. Like, I mean, I was I'm, a good football player. Remember the time you decided to be a NASCAR driver? Sure, for a little while. Yeah. Came in sixth in the cup. Not bad. Ram that bitch right into the wall, Danny yeah. Patrick. He actually. Uh, I'll teach her to be in a man's world. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, you got it. <laughs> totally opposite what I think. I, when she when she gave me, I was like, great, that's awesome. She's cute. <laughs> well, no, I mean she's and she's good. She is good. Yeah. So, you know. I, it's like that thing, you know, we'll go down that, we'll come back to this in a second, the whole Captain Marvel thing where I heard this review and I wanted to vomit by the end of it. But anyway, um, I was only good at baseball one time. I was such a, I'm, I'm starting to realize that how actually messed up a person I, I really kind of am. You really are a piece of shit. Well, I really need to talk about that. I'm not a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of kind of went overboard there, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, a bit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm. I live my life in fear and, and in fear of everything. And um, the, it, it. I don't even know. It, I. It might have been partially because the way I was raised, or you know. But that's not. And that's not it always, you know, sometimes it's just your personality, but there's a lot of things that I won't discuss. But anyway, um, I wouldn't, the point is I would never swing. I played minor league and I would never swing at the ball You're for to- some reason. I was afraid to swing at the ball. Huh? I was, I was thinking, I think I thought that if I swung at it, then they would get mad at me. We try to hit me with the ball. That's what I thought. Now, if you were, if, if I was pitching to you, maybe <laughs> but we didn't play I would at the say same probably. time. Uh, I'd get plunked for just standing there. You're um, too close to the plate. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Not hit you? Crowd the plate. That's my plate, motherfucker. Um, but there was one time where, and when pressure was off, I was much better at things. Like we went out and played one time down at the ball field down here at uh, Falls View, across from the. It's a house there now. Well, it used to be a big field there, and it was me and my brother and Stockton Martin and Adam Kevin Phillips, a bunch of guys you know that were. Uh, still lifelong friends, still still friends to this day. And um, for some reason, I was just knocking the fucking shit out of the ball. Like every time I stepped up, I swung and I would crush it. And it even amazed me because I was never good at baseball. And, you know, but that's the only time I was ever good. I tried to recreate it on the same circumstances a week later. It sucked. It was terrible. It was like, it was like a, a, a moment of, you know, all all the fucking uh, probabilities added. You know, yeah. The probability wave just struck me and carried me with it. A so, wormhole opened up. Yeah, and, and Chuck was knocking the fucking laces off that fucking thing. <laughs> Still couldn't field it. Um, Fielding is hard. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking that. Especially in the outfield. Ball I come sucked, fucking whizzing at you. I suck so bad at the outfield. But anyway, you know, football was good. Basketball was good. But baseball is one of those that it's so much skill involved. You know, so to think that that um, like your Deion Sanders's and your Bo Jackson's 
were so good at baseball while only giving half of their attention to it. Because it's one of those things that you have to be completely obsessed yeah, with. Yeah, but that's Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I mean, Bo Jackson is, oh, with, the, with the exception of Jim Thorpe. Probably two of the top five greatest athletes of all time. Sure. All-around athletes. Yeah, I mean, I think Jim Thorpe would probably edge out both of them. Because Jim Thorpe could literally do anything. He, I mean, was, he, played, he was a track star. He played baseball. He played football. Anything he picked up, he was great at. Native, you know, he was a snake and fox. Uh, that's a tribe. Native American. Yeah. And he was... Just he looked every he if if they had come along in an earlier time he would have been a fucking terrifying warrior you know what I mean just yeah. one of those guys you know and that's the only one and uh, Bo Jackson just I, I just love that documentary <laughs> that, that documentary you don't know Bo is just the most I love watching it I'll I'll still watch it. You know, and sometimes as men are, can be you can be threatened by other men, even an athlete. You're like, you know, that motherfucker. No, not for a second. I'm not threatened by him because I'm in awe of him. I'm just like, yeah, I can't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> and he did a backflip standing in fucking knee, uh, hip deep water and landed it. Jesus. Do you remember when he ran up the wall to catch yes. the baseball? Ronald Reagan was calling that game because he had just left office. And. Oh, in, in his that, typical look at that Negro yeah, run up that wall in his typical oh. Gipper fashion, you know, ooh, because he he said he's like, did you see that? The ball trickled down into his glove. <laughs> <laughs> he ran up that wall. He ran up that wall that I should would have destroyed had he been a commie, um, <laughs> Mister Gorbachev. Tear down, tear down that, that wall. Yeah, we destroyed the Soviet Union without firing a shot by just outspending them. Yeah. Meanwhile, we were calling. Now Ke- we do both. We were calling ketchup vegetables, so we didn't have to feed <laughs> inner city children anything. So we could spend all that money on fucking defense. Ketchup Fuck you, Donald Trump. Ketchup anyway. is vegetables. It's, it's, it's ketchup the most vegetables. delicious vegetable. I did a poll on that. He did do a poll <laughs> yeah, on I did it. see the poll. <laughs> I voted in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, then some of the stuff he did, they were talking about, you know, there's the, the, there's the great sports stuff, and some of the stuff is just odd. The, the, they're just the superhuman things he could do. You know? He still does shit like that. Like does he, he? He bikes hundreds of miles for a charity every year. Hundreds and hundreds of miles. Makes me want to fucking vomit. And he's still a big. <laughs> he's not in like ridiculous shape anymore, but he's still a big jack he's, old man. Well, he's he's that old man that even some some kid would think he was strong with that, and he'd just snatch him up real quick. Yeah. Basically like Charlie Zellman off running, running into Floyd Mayweather Sr. <laughs> like, the kick of fucking ass. Imagine being Bo Jackson and being that strong naturally and then getting old man strength on top of it. Yeah. It's incredible. What are you doing, Bo? Are oh, you plugging it in? Okay. Um, but yeah, Brody Stevens, um, gone too soon, all that stuff. Very sad about it, but um, we move on. I need to find another guy to root for, I suppose. Yeah, there's probably some, there's going to be some new comedian on the YouTubes. Yeah, I'll find tomorrow some. that'll pick up the spiritual void that was left. Yeah, it's just, I'm you. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I'm, I was just going to say, uh, finding somebody like that to root for. I have a bunch of them, like I was, I rooted for Tom Segura, he doesn't need me to root for him anymore. Because he's giant. Um, there's a few I, I like to, I want to see good things happen to, you know. And you don't want to see bad things. The day Pat Oswalt dies, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. I'm going to be really upset. 
the day Bill Burr dies, which will probably be soon. Probably. Because he gets very upset. <laughs> he gets upset like I do. Um, way worse than I do. Um, I'll be upset because I love I, Bill Burr. Like I, we've talked about, we had that, you know, the character that John does, the the female we, she, we were talking about, the uh, yeah. who would you have in a in a gay relationship with? And I off the cuff said Winston Churchill. I was kidding. I'm Winston Churchill. <laughs> well, I'm pretentious. I was like, fuck you. But anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember when John's character did that. Yeah, it's like, she's completely kidding. I think she feigned vomiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I said, well, Bill Burr. You know, Bill Burr. But she said, yeah. And then she laughed because she was like, that relationship would be the loudest, most <laughs> upset. Hey, fuck you! You know, just yelled at each other. <laughs> Calling each other every kind of gay slang. Yeah. <laughs> Angry sex. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> You're both a top, so it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's fighting for dominance. More like a jujitsu yeah. match, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting it in! Nah, you lost your queer. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but... Um, You know, it's like you you are right that the world is we need we need this stuff. We need the bad stuff. But I think sometimes I'm ill equipped to deal with I don't you know, just my soft nature. It gets me into trouble because I don't know what to do. Like I try to make everybody happy and you ignore yourself. Well, stop doing that. <laughs> Dance like nobody's watching. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Yeah. Let's, do all the fucking, <laughs> let's do all the fucking by rote things that I can go buy at the dollar store. At the primitive store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me get a fucking uh, primitive tree while I'm at it. <laughs> oh, are we walking into my mom's house? <laughs> Tremendous. No, I and I do try to... I try to make everybody happy because I feel like the world doesn't have enough of that and that's not me bullshitting and trying to be a saint it's just because i at times when i was a kid my life was so bad you know Mm -hmm. but but other people's happiness is not your job that's true your happiness is your job and it's the most important one i think you'd be able to spread more happiness if you focused on making yourself happy for a while you know what i mean um yeah i mean um I, and I don't mean by just by shoving random things in your butt like you like to do. <laughs> I mean by really doing doing no, you by by the by the good plugs, not just random things. Yeah, it's like the clear glass ones, yeah. the ones with the jewels on. You them. can put them in the dishwasher for fuck's sake. No, I, I just. Uh, but like the thing about it is like during Christmas, buying people stuff makes me happy. Like we'll do that. And I do like. I, mean, I don't remember getting a gift. Did you get a gift? <laughs> well, we, we haven't declared. That. I would like <laughs> a Game Boy <laughs> Advance. Which kind? Old school. The old school. Oh god, the that's original. Be so much more expensive yeah. than a brand new one. <laughs> no one. You can you can get original game. Can Boy I get a power glove? That's going to be a tall order to fit my hand. I'll get you the old my style Nintendo with, with the uh, with the uh, gyromite robot. That'd be fun. <laughs> Actually, those things are so fucking expensive. But no, I bought, like everybody, I bought it every year. I bought all my loved ones. I bought, uh, uh, you know, I bought TVs. I bought, you know, stuff. And VCRs. And just bringing it to them makes me so happy. All things that guys like to steal when they <laughs> break into your house. Yeah, basically, yes. 
Made them a target is what I basically did. It's going to backfire on me spectacularly. <laughs> um, no, and I just and sometimes I'll and I buy things just because I want to buy them, and I mm-hmm. just like to make people. And it's not just material. I didn't have any means for a long time to do that. I tried to make stuff with my hands. I can't do anything anymore. I can't. I can never build anything. I. I can't draw anymore. I tried it. I tried. I've to, seen some of your more recent stuff. It's pretty good to me. It, it it's not bad. You know what? What would happen if you just started drawing and kept drawing? I'd get better at you it. You get good. Sure. Yeah. I. It's just. I'm so scattered, and I, I'm not trying to turn this podcast into me. I'm just trying to. I can only discuss myself that I know who I know so well. That's you know that's the the old adage from uh, Henry David Thoreau. You know, and. You know, I'm trying to get a grasp on this sometimes of people dying and just feeling so terrible and doing the wrong thing and all kinds of stuff. And it feels like sometimes whenever you always try to do the right thing, you're doing the wrong thing. And then you regret it. And it's just like everything you do sometimes turns to shit. Well, you know, doing the right thing doesn't mean you're going to get a pleasant outcome. I guess I have to do it. It's actually a lot of times it's the opposite. I mean. You know, yeah. but look, like no, Mother, but it seems Mother like he, Teresa was like, you know, struggle with her faith. She was like suicidal. Is, was she really? Oh, I don't know. I know it was bad. Like, well, I feel like that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> no one I feel like that's true. Are you are you angling for a, for a job in the Trump administration <laughs> <laughs> or CNN or yes. uh, any any journalist who covered the Jesse Smollett case? So <laughs> you're holding me to the same stand on Pillow Four Radio is the same standards as you would. Uh, we I think we fucking a right we are. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that pesky challenge any day of the week. I think we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Actually, we're consistent most of the time. <laughs> I think you can. We can win a fact check Pepsi challenge, but um. No, but the thing, you know, Mother Teresa str- struggled with her faith. Like the the picture that we're given of her, everybody has that dark that dark life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody, not almost everybody. I don't know what it's like to be other people. I think most people have some of that, but it's it's just the point. It's like especially with social media, we look at everyone's lives and we're just looking at the they only put up the good stuff, the top ten percent or the top thirty percent of their life. Yeah, they're not putting it up when. Putting uh, pictures of themselves changing a tire. They're like, I, sh- I shat blood today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a picture. Well, I mean, but they're always doing that on Facebook. They do a selfie with, with hey, the, look at this. Shit in the fucking turlet. <laughs> turlet. You sound like scruffy on fucking Futurama. <laughs> you can make gin in the turlet. <laughs> you can. He's, mm-hmm. not, he's not joking. Um, no, but I, I know. Yeah, Mother Teresa and. You know, I know Gandhi. He's he's not much of a paragon anymore. Yeah, I think the point is, has been revealed. But the 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 follow through point of that is mm-hmm. the suffering, doing the right thing. You were saying earlier, you, and maybe I'm mis misunderstanding you, but you said I'm doing the right thing, but the wrong thing keeps happening. Or I, I think that it's the right thing, but it's not. And sometimes maybe you're doing a right thing that has an outcome that sucks for you. Like the right, like, well, not just for me, sometimes for others, you know what I mean? It's like you try, it, it seems like, you know, I've been saying, and it's been said about me before, and it's because this is the way my luck goes, and everybody who knows me knows this. I was told one time that I'm a pile of good intentions, and it wasn't complimentary. Uh, it was because it was a group of people that I no longer associate with and I never liked to begin with. It was this when you were in the Ku Klux Klan? No, I was in the the uh, Sons of Italy. Oh, 
Oh, but then, you? But it didn't quite work out. The, I mean, they couldn't find a shamrock pinky ring, so it just. Kinda, <laughs> but um. <laughs> anyway, um, no, and I always like when I drank, I would do whatever. I would do selfish things, right, and stab people in the back. You might want to hide out for a while. You might be wanted for murder. <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> I mean. Not that anybody can prove. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I just, and then I felt, you know, and they got to a point um, where it just seemed to all catch up with me and I wanted to die. And like I was starting to die. Like I, when I moved down to Carolina Beach, I, I was so miserable and, uh, Uh, got a terrible job. Nobody liked me. Didn't have any money. Uh, See, now you have a good job and nobody likes you. So, <laughs> Well, that's much better. <laughs> and you spend all your money buying TVs, <laughs> video games. Well, I mean, that makes me happy. But then um, I started. The point is, I started. One day I started to limp. And I thought it's because I got drunk and kicked something, which was known to happen. And all was, and then it just kept getting worse, and I couldn't walk, and my legs started, my foot started to swell up big, my ankle. Turns out I had gotten a staph infection, a severe one. Ooh! That even when I took, when you do this, when you take your shoe off, and the doctor goes, you know that you're in trouble, and I was in trouble, and doctor said, yeah, you have uh, what is it, a surface staph infection. It's bad. He's like, here's what I want you to do. Go get these antibiotics. Go directly. Go directly to the pharmacy. Get these antibiotics. I'm going to give you some here. You have to get the full cycle. Do that. He said, do not go anywhere else. Do not go home first. Do that. I think he was, they actually checked up on me. I thought they were, they thought I was going to die. And, you know, all that stuff seemed to catch up with me. I'm like, I deserve, I deserve all of this. So you deserve to die of a staph infection. (laughs) That's what I felt. Yeah. And then I got sober and I said, well, I'm going to start doing the right thing. And for a while that worked out. But then the pink cloud goes away. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. Does it ever. And uh, I see you've been there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pink clouds the best. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's uh, It's all your it's the best and the worst because, you know, your emotions are so dulled by whatever you're doing that they start to come back. And it's just that fucking roller coaster and it just doesn't Mm. stop. You'll be man fucking. I I remember driving to work after I got sober, that job I hated and looking down and everything was glowing. I was so happy because I looked down. There was a somebody had given me something right before I got sober. It was a Superman thing with a dog tag and it said go forward on it. It was for the, the Christopher Reeve Foundation. And I looked at it, I started bawling because I was happy. But then the pink cloud crashes. Yeah. <laughs> I've never experienced the pink cloud, I guess. Because you're not an addict. You're, you're not an addict. Well, your whole, your whole body chemistry is changing. Your body's like, oh, I don't have to do all this extra work to do all my functions now. Sure. And the, I never have so so like a rush. And your way. gut biota is, is building back up because mm-hmm. alcohol you know, reduces... And so, and that's connected to your brain. So your brain just gets like electrified. But, and then that's a whole nother drug that you get high from and then you crash and then you relapse. Right. Because it's, un- because it's unbelievable. It's worse than the quitting. 
Yeah. The, I, the, the pink cloud crash for me is worse than the quitting. You're right, man. It's. I remember we, we're going to turn this into a whole AA episode. That's fine. Um, when you go into AA, and people have since made fun of it. Like South Park's made fun of it, all kinds of stuff. That's one of the you know, and I'm and I try not to be offended by things. I wasn't offended by it really, but it was obviously something they don't understand, you know. Or maybe they do, but they still want to make fun of it. Well, fair, but <laughs> it just seemed to me with they the subject not. matter they didn't understand. I'm not sure. I'm not they, saying that alcoholism and stuff is technically necessarily disease. I don't know if it's I I think it is a turn of personality. I think that it's something that you're not necessarily in control of. Well, I think addiction's a disease and um if you're not addicted to one thing, you're going to be addicted to another. That's why, like, um, anytime somebody, like, my brother was addicted to running, and whenever he got in a car accident and fucked up hit the lower half of his body, he couldn't run anymore. Mm-hmm. And and he would run eight, ten miles a day. He would do a couple of marathons a year. He would do all this, but but they gave him oxycontins and all the pain medication you could have forever. I mean. He he was in constant pain years after the uh, accident, so he got addicted to that, and it changed him, and it wasn't cool. But if he if he was able to kick that one, he would have just got addicted to another thing, hopefully something good. Yeah, you know, um, that's uh, like Joe Rogan. He um he has an addictive personality, but he he uh, he harnesses it. He gets addicted to good things that help him. He said if he didn't do stuff like that, he, he used to he said he used to play Quake for twenty hours at a time. He was addicted to video games. Yeah, well it's like, you know, anything like and you're looking for any kind of out. Like I, I one of the worst experiences of my life after I got sober is I moved back, I started working at Hooters. Then you started hanging out with me, baby. <laughs> well, that's part of it. No. Um and I was having a very personal conversation with a friend of mine that I'd known all my life. And someone overheard it. And I was talking about how when you first get sober, you have nothing. I quit smoking, too. At the same time? Yeah. Man. Yeah, even other alcoholics are like, what are you fucking nuts? You need this. Yeah. <laughs> like, smoke a cigarette for God's sake. But anyway, um, masturbation. You six, really went in on it, didn't you? Yeah, six times. Six times in a day sometimes. Just because it's the only thing that gave me any pleasure and any release. That's not because I was a sex addict or any of that bullshit. You know, it was just because that's all you've got. Now I've turned and it turns out from what I've heard, it's fairly common. Yeah. So and somebody overheard it. And some asshole, some racist piece of shit, decided to say he's gonna spread it all over the store and tell all the girls. And they knew and some and this one girl laughed at me in my face about it. She thought it was the funniest thing she'd ever heard. And it crushed me. I got I got so I was so mortified, and I was so... What's well, well, the thing? People don't understand when you're in the midst of that that you're fighting a dragon. In, yeah. in your mind, all the time, you're fighting a dragon, and you just look like you're just a normal person, and everything should be fine, but you're facing something that's like as big as anything you've ever faced. Right. But people don't understand. You know, they're not sensitive to it because... And some of them, they're, they're, they wouldn't care anyway, well, would people they? aren't mind readers, you right. know? I think if they knew what was going on, they... They would have backed off. Well, I told them, and they didn't care. Well, but, I, but, I, I told this one girl to go fuck herself. Well, because of it. maybe but, you, uh, maybe you were just around some real 
Oh, they were horrible. amazing pieces of shit. They was it was this it was a, at Hooters. This is at Hooters. Yeah, okay. so they, well. most of them were drug addicts themselves who thought everything was great and cool. And in Canal City, yes, so the worst it's, human beings I've ever met. There's some pretty trash. Not people. all of them. I worked with some really great people. My buddy Cecil. Uh, I worked uh, at a restaurant in Canal City. I know how it is. Which one? Chi-Chi's. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> the one that almost killed a bunch of people with E. coli. Should have. Should have killed them. E. coli. <laughs> Yep. But anyway, I, that story made its way around the uh, the rounds. And I thought for a minute that my buddy had said it. And I got him on the I, I sent him a text message and saying, did you discuss anything we talked about? And he was hurt for me. And he wasn't mad that I asked him. He's like, dude, I can understand how you'd be upset, but I would never say anything like that. He said, somebody overheard it. And I found out who overheard it. And it's the racist piece of shit that I always said he was. He's a piece of garbage. He is. Is he a black racist? It really doesn't matter, but yes. Is he a black guy? Yes. He's racist towards white people. Yes. He hates, I mean, I tried to be friendly with the guy. He was such a piece of shit, man, and, he, and he was so militant about it. I hate all white people. I'm like, well, fuck yourself then. I, you know, fuck you. But he There's dated, nothing I can say but for But he you. dated black guys, or white guys. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but I mean, and that's really, and you know, again, I'm all for anything that makes somebody happy and, you know, would never be against, you know... People dating from other races is awesome, and it's and you know it sounds like fucking kumbaya bullshit, but it is one race. The fact that we separate ourselves into into other people and call it a race is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean we're all literally scientifically one race, so that's just dumb. It's different cultures and and different parts. Well, of the we're world one we're from. one species, but there are you know there are measurable differences between say an Inuit's. That's fair. The I way mean, that they look, right, and, right. you know. I mean, but, I, but what I'm saying is that people should always be happy and all that stuff. And to and to and we joke a lot, but to actually hate someone just for who they are and their race is patently fucking ridiculous. Especially when people try to uh, try to be nice to you and 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 demonstrate to you that what you think is bullshit. What you think is horseshit, because I'm proving to you that not all people are like that. And I'm, I'm not doing that to do that. I'm doing that because I actually like you. You know what I mean? And I've had that happen to me on, on a couple of occasions. I've never liked it out of white people. I don't like it out of other races. I can't stand it. I have a virulent disgust for it. And so there I have, a therefore, a virulent disgust for racists. And, um, yeah, and he thought it would be hilarious to do that. And I was just like. You're a piece of trash, you know. You there unless you apologize and and have some 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 sincere contrition for what you've done. You're a piece of garbage. I believe that people who go through and do that shit in life and don't have contrition and don't ask are garbage. So, I think that's probably the definition of human garbage. <laughs> it's the big steaming pile. I don't. I'm. I've overheard things people say before, and I would, especially if it's incredibly embarrassing. I would never. Spread shit around. You know? There's one thing about a funny, funny anecdote. There's another thing, another thing about hearing somebody open up their their soul to another person and being sincere about it, and then going around telling it as a joke and doing that. And I can see, I can just see him doing that. I know, I know this motherfucker till this day. And if I saw him, he's actually a trained boxer, but I'm like twice his size. So I would just, I would let him hit me and then beat the dog shit out of him. Take he's him that down, kind of just person. Take him down, get yeah. on top, smash him, yeah, yeah, make him tired, one of his make him humble, legs. make him humble, fuck his ass. Number make one. Him humble. <laughs> But no, I mean, and that's, you know, you know, back to the uh, the addiction thing. You know, you you go through life, and and I didn't, and we talked about this the other day. The fact that 
the beers after work and people becoming alcoholics is not because they're necessarily enjoying it. They're just doing it to, to dull the pain of what they have to go through because they don't like their job. And nobody really likes their job because it's something you have to do. Something you have to do is completely different than something you choose to do. So I don't know. It's a whole big tangent. Well, it's also true. Um, I don't know, man. Spreading shit around about people's stupid, even if it's true. Unless it's a good thing. Well, especially if it's true. Like, it's... Unless it's a good thing. Like, if people find out I have a nine-inch cock and they start talking about it, I mean, I'm kind of cool with that. <laughs> that could work in your favor. Yeah. Or not. Or, yeah, definitely not. I mean, might not. Then, then other dudes won't like you because they'll be like, oh, fuck that guy. Cock envy, yeah. 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 Well, I don't really want dudes to like me. I want everybody to like me. I don't care. Yeah. I try to be nice to everyone. I try. I like. I being, think I usually am. You uh-huh. are. I like being nice to people. I like helping. I genuinely like it. Being nice is nice. It makes you a target. It does make you a target. So people think you're a pushover. Not you specifically, but well, no, they're right. Well, you, just, <laughs> you, just, you just have to. You just have to cut it off at the right point and turn the other cheek. When they start taking advantage, you got to speak softly and carry a big stick kind of thing. Yeah. I carry be, a big be stick. Nice. Oh. <laughs> be nice, but be ready to whip out that nine inch <laughs> and say. Hawkbill. That's what it is. Enough. <laughs> enough is a curve? Is, <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> it's more a mushroom. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're rocking a big head down there. Huh? <laughs> yeah, we're discussing my cock on the podcast. Yeah, Strap who in. cares? Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> so. When you are masturbating all those times a day, <laughs> that's what it looked like. Yeah. That's what turned it into that. <laughs> um, last night, I took John to his first ever live. Oh, I can't wait event. to hear impressions. I want to know mm-hmm. without fingers, lollipops, and what did you think of the entire thing? You uh, experience the. I thought it was great. Um, I would have enjoyed it more if there had been a keg there. I feel like a keg and Natty Light would have been been appropriate. But um, Natty Light, do they still sell that? Oh, yeah. It's it's huge. (laughs) It's one of Anheuser-Busch's biggest sellers. Naturalized. Oh, in 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 Appalachia, at least. Pretty decent, actually. But um, for the, I mean, the bang for the buck. Oh, it's not bad. But anyway, uh, it was great. It was like they had the concession stand. It's like an old armory gym. It just felt like home. It's like I've been in a million of these things, and they're all kind of the same. And they all have similar events, like a school. I could, my middle school dance would have been in a place like that. Mm-hmm. The concession stand with the option of pizza, chips, cupcakes, water, pop. That's yep. it. That's all you got. That's five, that's five good ones right there. And good, yeah. very reasonably priced. Yeah. I mean, they were just marking it up 100% or something. like that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get the price because they gave me my water for free. But yeah. What was a slice of pizza? $2. That ain't bad. A dollar for a pop. A dollar for a bag all. of chips. That's not bad. Yeah, a dollar for a cupcake. Yeah, that's God pretty damn, good for concession price. I mean, you could you could have no, a really fine a dinner. I really, that, really want a while, while watching this 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 show. Now, now there, okay, so I'll compare it to this. There's this play. In the Outer Banks, it's in uh, Mantio that they do every year, and a- Andy Griffith was part of it, and uh, a lot of actors kind of get their start there. They go, they get done with acting school, and they go work in this big outdoor production. And it's the Lost Colony. Okay, it's the story of the first colony, sure. not the one that we always hear about, and how they they disappear. Nobody knows what happened to Croatan. Is that the one with the where they 
describe the world on a tree. It said grow it and or yeah, so, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so there's this really cool production. I always like going when I'm down there. Um, and I just enjoy it. They change it a little bit every year. The there's like special effects and they fire real powder and um and and they're like in the audience. Like the Indians come running out of the woods through the audience and like a, jump over the monitors and attack. You know, get jump onto the that's stage. Cool. And, I mean, they really do it yeah. up. And that's kind of I was like, that's like this is kind of like the lost call. This I get it. It's like this is. This is a play. It's in the room. But they're fighting. <laughs> yeah. It's two things that I like. I like drama. I like the dr- drama productions, but I also, you know, am into martial arts. So this is kind of like a mixture of a play with a real fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just kind of, I kind of got it. I was like, okay, I get it now. And these, and, and the audience is all getting, they're all getting mad. Right, right. And interacting, but, but none of them are serious. Most of them aren't serious. Yeah, most of them. A couple of them are serious. Yeah. <laughs> get them, Smokey! But that, but that makes it better because there's that energy. You know, I can see why the ringside tickets cost more because you're like right up in it, and they're mm-hmm. fighting like they, they like, you know, crush through the chairs mm-hmm. where where no one's sitting. You know, they use good judgment, but they're professional about it, and they mm-hmm. don't do anything too dangerous. Some of the things are kind of dangerous, and that makes it fun too. Oh yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. it's on the edge of like, yeah, this is an insurance company. <laughs> I don't know if I, I do like. that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but um, but that's what the thrill of it, and it's like it's like I get it. There's just like, you know, it, it's. I can relate to it as a small business person. It's like I'm kind of just breaking the law just a little bit, yeah. but but making something that you just can't get anywhere else any other way. Um, what about the sub- like wrestling subculture? What do you think of those people? Yeah, what do you think about the, the I, beforehand I, and everything? I compare it to flea market culture, but most but younger people. There's just That's an amalgam. A very good analogy. There's an amalgam of different people. Most of them, most of them don't come from a lot of money. It's, it's mostly sure. l- lower class people, but you know. Different different races. You got you got some hipster dudes in there. You yeah. got rednecks. You've got, um, and everyone's just everyone walks around and shakes each other's hands. Yes, everyone, it is very friendly. All the and wrestlers like, come like, up and hug you. It's like mandatory friendliness. It's right. like you got to be cool if you if you're going to hang out with us. You know what and I mean? You, did you when you shook their hands? Was it uh, like a real light? It was a little light. Yeah, they do that to, to let you purpose. know that uh, that they won't hurt you in the ring. They they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. How do you think the Road Warriors handshake was? They probably yeah, I bet it was crusher. brutal. Yeah, <laughs> I bet it was absolutely even brutal. as strong as my hands are. I'd be like Jesus Christ, man, really. <laughs> and I was um the overall class. I just wasn't expecting it to be as as organized and well put together and classy. And the the wrestling, like the quality of the wrestling, was good. Yeah, it like is. They they bad. they were good. They fucking. Practice that martial art. Who was the most uh, colorful character? The most colorful character, the most entertaining. Let's say, um, best gimmick or whatever. Beast Man is is <laughs> I don't is, is, I know is, the, is the low hanging fruit. <laughs> He's just a big giant guy, and uh, he carries like a big giant bone to the ring, and he doesn't really talk. <laughs> he screams. <laughs> he screams at the audience in another language. That's awesome. He says he's from Yemen. He's like four hundred pounds. <laughs> that's 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 genius. Yeah, and, you and, don't have to have you don't have to have a. And he's good in the ring. Yeah, he's, he can wrestle. He's not a liability in there. Was Smokey there? Smokey C. Not this time. He'll be there next time. I'm you might there. like Smokey C. He is the world's most famous juggalo. <laughs> he's a juggalo wrestler. Oh wow! Yeah, and he's actually he's good. He's a good wrestler. Um, he's good at the storytelling. That's all it is. is storytelling. He is really good. Like if he if he had been larger, maybe. Yeah. Or he's tall. And maybe he's even more. Skinny. Maybe even slightly more talented. He's good, but he's not tremendous. You know. He's he's just uh, he's a risk taker. 
He's and I like jam packed with charisma. Yeah, I don't know. He, fuck yeah, he's a I very friendly guy. Remember the name of the character, but he Is it um, Calvin Couture. He, yeah, he came out to. I thought I told you. I'm a star. Is he, he has like a sequence. He comes out like That's with awesome. like rice sequence. He, and he, he had a black sequin robe that has name on the back and um gold lame trunks. Like <laughs> like shimmering gold, super tight. Oh, so he, tight. Like yeah, like how 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 do you even get them britches on? Honky tonk, but Um, my favorite. Out of any show we ever did, and how many did we do? Three or four? We did three. Okay. And we did one here. Yeah. Uh, was Duke Beefhammer. Yes. <laughs> See, that's the one that never aired. <laughs> what is he still wrestling? I have no idea. He's, he's an Ohio guy. This guy. Is, are you showing him Calvin Couture? Oh, that's Beastman. God, he is a large fella. Jesus. And, he, and he's like, yeah, and they went out into he's the more crowd. Muscular than I think he would. They went out into the crowd all over the gym. The fight went all That's over the really, facility, yeah. and people were scared. People were like, it was, it was very dramatic. You really, yeah. You know how it is. There's not really crowd control, so the crowd's following them everywhere they go. Right. Um, me and me and Frampton were losing our ever loving minds when we were calling the match. Um, it was the best show he's put on, and me and Frampton actually got paid. Awesome. This time, how much? $150. Really? No. <laughs> 20. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that, What do you what do you think this do for free? This, what do you yeah. think this is a functioning economy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> such a card. <laughs> <laughs> what a hoot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh <laughs> Oh god damn it! Um, no, Duke Beefhammer, great name. He was muscular, but he was more squatty. Um, he reminded me of uh, who's the other cook on um, Breaking Bad that they had to kill? Gil. Gil. Yeah, he was kind of like Gil. Kind of remind me a little bit of Gil. C- kind of had this really kind of dopey, very hopeful look on his face. Good wrestler. Very good, good wrestler. wrestler. He's a what, what they call a white meat baby face. Like comes to the ring, yeah, yeah. we're gonna do it. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the spandex yeah. one piece, yeah. but he, but all his stuff was sexually suggestive. Like yeah. dude, apparently he had a giant dick or something. That that was the. It might have been actually true. I don't know. But um, we kept on inventing like names for his moves, like the. He's really grinding him up with yeah. <laughs> the strip steak stomp and the, <laughs> all the beef references we can get. The m- munchy hammer. Yeah. And then he and then they had a big schmoz at the end. There's a big schmoz at the end. We're all losing our minds. <laughs> Everybody's in there beating the shit out of Kevin Tyler, who you got a, a load of last night. Yeah. And um all the, the all the bad guys are beating up Kevin Tyler. Then the baby face locker room in, empties out and everybody comes running out. And Duke Beefhammer comes out. White t-shirt, Zubaz pants, and a fanny pack. And Chuck says this. <laughs> He's got a fanny pack full of courage. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Duke Beaver with a fanny pack full of courage. Oh, my oh God. it was good. We all laughed. It was, that's just weird. <laughs> Even Frampton got started, started into laughing. But, um, yeah, he was. And then the other one was Keith Hot. He was there last night. Keith Hot is great. He's a great wrestler. Yeah, and I, I sweet like, guy too. Yeah, he and he embraces the fact that he's not he's he's chubby and he's you know what I mean. Which one's Keith Hot? He was the uh, Bearcat. Oh yeah, Bearcat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's a legit wrestler. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's got, he's got some moves. And he and also all the guys are so friendly. They all came up and talked to us. 
They'll hug and me. Really? <laughs> that seems odd. Especially the one I know. The ones right. I know yeah. and been around enough. Yeah, that, that I just it, it it's a it's a definitely a, a very fun experience. I would like to go next time if I can get you know if it I is so much off. nicer than the music scene experience. Oh yeah. Oh god, that's everyone, a bunch of everyone, fucking everyone, egos packed in it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the opposite. Everybody's shitty to each other. Or maybe not. I mean a lot of times it shows people are cool to each other, but there's it's not a lot of backbiting. Yeah, it's not as it's not as uh what's the word I'm looking for? Egalitarian. Sure. Yeah, it was I mean, I've always enjoyed going to them and, and especially getting to do the commentary. It's so much fun. Me and Frampton just doing whatever we want, saying whatever the fuck we want, trying to make each other laugh the whole time. And um just every if it would be less awesome if everybody everybody wasn't so nice. But everybody is so nice. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wonder why that is. International Combat Sports is that the one? Yeah. Okay. That's actually a good name. Are they still selling it like professional wrestling, or is it like it more is, like it? We uh, treat it like it's real, you know. Like so, you're back into kayfabe. Yeah. It's, it's not so. Now we still we're still funny, but um, we treat it like they're actually fighting. We're, we don't. Uh, are, are you were you big Jim McGillicuddy again? Yeah. Okay. And Frampton was Bronco Swanson. Bronco Swanson. and Fr- Frampton was a little bit late. And uh, uh, I mean, he I was, was. And well, I, that never happens. And I was sitting there, I was sitting there, you know, in his seat, and I was like, Everybody thought you were comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and everyone was like, kind of shaking my hands. I was like, I was like, what would happen? I was like, I guess I'd have to be Shawnee Minner. <laughs> get that motherfucker. Get it. Get it. Shawnee Minner. <laughs> For three and a half hours. They, they were coming up to, to us, and uh, they'd ask John, um, Is there anything you need from me? You need uh, anything, <laughs> like information to, to say during the match or whatever? Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, they just everybody just automatically assumes you're in, you're in in the business if you're there before the bell and everything. I think the the lone thing that would be terrible is if you would have a wrestler that used to be somebody, and they were into a. There's band. one coming up who, Shane Douglas, baby. Oh God, you know he's a cocksucker. He's fighting. Uh, I think he's fighting. I shouldn't Kevin say that. I don't, know. I don't know the guy. I think he's nice. Yeah, he anyway. might be. I'm I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He's that. had some cocksucker so, times. Sometimes sure. we say things. Oh, well, that's and that's another thing I want to get into because we we've been talking about uh, being sensitive. One thing that that's kind of helped me a lot is um, I used to be like a really soft-hearted, sensitive person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like real bad. I let things bug me a lot. I don't really do that anymore. Um, and and part of it is part of growing thicker skin is like you, you almost have to like start being a dick a little bit so you can understand. You know what I mean? You have to. That's part of being human. Is you, you know you have to acknowledge your dickness a little bit. I just I'm so incapable. <laughs> no, I mean it's, it's therapeutic, and it's not. It's not like you're doing. You things. hang out with two. It's not like you're of doing things. Experts at that. Too. It's not about doing things to actually harm people or make people feel bad. It's just a mindset thing. It's just right. like it's owning yourself, right? It's that macho like it's that thing that all the popular dudes in high school had that you didn't. Well, I will say one thing. I walk like that. I know I do, but that's just because. You have to cultivate that in other parts of your brain, I guess. But that's not intentional. I mean, I just do that because of all the weights I've lifted, and it makes me. It makes you straighten your back. Makes you. And I walk with my arms. You're not saying. You're not saying when you walk by something that that's like, you know, you walk by, say say a a lady that you like. Oh my god, this is the best looking girl I've ever seen, and Mm -hmm. she's looking at me. You're you're trying to say you don't. You know, change, oh, of your, change your posture Everybody a little bit that. to make your bod look better. <laughs> sure, we all do that. But I really, I'm, I'm aware of it, so I try to keep it to a minimum. So I mean, you know. each of us is less than humble, and and part of part of 
part of admitting that you're that you're humble is admitting that there's a part of you that has an ego that has self-interested and doesn't give a fuck about other people 24/7. I mean, you're you're I mean to 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 imply that that's who you are is is a form of narcissism. It's a form of like it's actually a form of selfishness because you're you're putting up this front like you're you know what I mean you're like I'm so good. You know what I mean? It's it's a snoot it's like a it's a it's almost like a like a like a virtue classism kind of right. thing. I, yeah. And it's like we need to acknowledge it's like we're all pieces of shit sometimes. And that's that's what empathy is. Or rather that's what sympathy is. Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean sometimes you I'm just saying, you know, but it's to but just to understand and then when you get into that, when you're in a dominant position and you're being in the dick mode, then when you're then when you're back on the bottom again and you're feeling like people are laughing at you, you feel like or, you know, then you can you can switch back and you say, oh, they they're not being mean, they're just being human. I see what you're saying, yeah. I mean, so you got to know, you know, you got the the more different kinds of like personalities you can experience within your selfness, the better able you are to understand. And that's one of the things I like. I like the Myers Briggs personality testing, and I keep trying to get you guys to take it. How long does it take? It depends on which one you take, like less than 10, like five minutes, huh. maybe. There's there's short ones. There's like cheap short ones you can take. It, it's just really easy. You just, yeah, Myers-Briggs, you just take it and it gives you four different letters and you can compare yourself. There's 16 different types. You can compare yourself to other people and it really helps you with, with, in your relationships. It's like, oh, that's why we keep having this stumbling block because this person does not communicate in that. Their brain sure. literally does not work in that way. I thought they were being a selfish prick. It's actually they're actually really nice. It's just that their brain and my brain are clashing. But can't you see that? Well, not can't you see? But what that woman's been doing to me? <laughs> no, the part of that, and and not even being a dick. Part of the reason it's hard to be a dick sometimes, or even hard to not be a pushover, is because when you see in somebody and. And you know you've been there, and you know what it feels like, and even when you've been a bad person, and give them the and just being like, well, I know what it's like, so I'm not going to say anything. You know what I mean? See what I'm saying? It's yeah to 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 know and to empathize. Yes, there is a bit. I, I will admit that me being so nice is a bit of self interest. I. It's a matter. Of, it's a matter of pride for you, is it not? Somewhat. I mean, yes, yes, it is. I always try to be the best at everything that I can do, including, you know, being nice, being nice to people, and, and nobody's better and at being to, nice than me. <laughs> yeah, and see, that's the thing. That is chilling to me that I am like him in a, in, a, in a way. You know what I mean? But but for me, it's like really. It also is people who are vulnerable. If when I see somebody's vulnerabilities, I get really upset. Like. I'm not saying it's talking about just talking about you know kids and animals is easy. Have you, you know, ever it's like you have you ever thought that or identified with the term and thought that you might be what people call an empath? Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I anything I watch, I pick up on it. Like, see, in the in the Myers Briggs, you're definitely gonna, you're probably going to be a hard F, which is a feeler overthinker. Definitely. Uh, well, but but you doesn't mean that you're not capable of thinking. Right, right. It just means the dominating. That's not an insult. Yeah. I mean, to say that, like I'm a th- I'm 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 on the cusp. But most people think that I'm a thinker, and I am. I'm a T, but I'm I'm actually an X because I can go either way. Right. I was a, I was an F in high school. 
yeah. feeler in high no, school. Now I'm a thinker. <laughs> I no, was fuck, I, fuck boy. <laughs> I tried to be like gay, I remember going gay. to middle school, and when I was when I was see I've, I've come full circle. When I first started going to Falls View, I was a crybaby. I got picked on a lot. I remember one incident that, that haunts me to this day. A bunch of guys who turned out to be most of them were my friends later on in life. There was this one kid who always picked on me, and I found out why he picked on me later on because he was going through stuff. But I was a crybaby. I couldn't defend myself or anything like that. I was I was always terrified because it's like I feel now. I feel like why would people? Yeah, we're back. We're good. Check it, check. Shit. Why would people be so mean to me? When all I want to do is be nice to them, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then, and, and then especially, and then you try bullying, and you realize how fun it is. <laughs> I never bully. I, well, actually, I did bully one kid one time. Oh, I did, and it was bad. I, I felt so awful about it. Yeah, I I would have felt bad about it if I wasn't having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I so I went to. I'm sorry, finish your story. No, I but I was saying you. okay. Then I switched schools. And after being picked on for so long and going through so many mortifying episodes, and there were many, and that was just one of them, but there were, oh my God, it was near constant. If it had been the age of suicide where I thought there was no way out, I would have done it. Um, I went to another school and I completely changed my personality. I started being an asshole. I started, and you went you to know, golly? Yeah. And then I started acting like a tough guy and all that stuff because I just w- didn't want to be in pain anymore, you know? And yeah. then. It started to stick, and people actually started to believe it, and it was somewhat true. I mean, I've always been stronger than a lot of people, and then I started lifting weights, playing football, was doing good, and then we're in heavy metal t-shirts. Yes, then yes, there was part of that ponytail. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> black tennis shoes, no combat boots. Ducks, pink combat boots. <laughs> Vision streetwear sometimes, red Ooh. ones. Yeah. Um, lugs, no, never. This was an age before lugs. Lugs, uh, no, no, lugs either. <laughs> Trying um, to look like a badass with your furry boots. Get out of here. That, you know you're really boots. badass if you could do that. Comfy ass boot wearing motherfucker. But anyway, um, that's what it led me into college, and I still tried to keep that up. And I started drinking, and I was afraid that everybody's going to find out. And I really started. I started to break down, like. I remember drinking one time at a college party and just started bawling in front of everybody. And my parents had to come get me. I've done that before. It was well, awful. Well, my parents didn't come to get me. They went around, but I cried in front of a bunch of people. It was bad. But that, Isn't it the worst? <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of the worst alcohol experiences I've had, though. Yeah. Oh, I had numerous. It wasn't the worst. It was actually a lot of fun until it wasn't. That's <laughs> usually where it goes. But then I, then I got sober and I started trying to... I, and now I've shifted back to how it was when I was a kid at False View before. I, I, I sometimes can't understand why trying to be nice and people. Why don't other people want to be nice? Exactly. Like the world in general, not just, yeah. you know, other people just the why, the fact that the world is a cruel place and people just do shit because they're bored sometimes, you know? Well, the world, the world doesn't, um, the world doesn't reward you for being ubiquitously nice. No, it doesn't. It punishes you, actually. Exactly. So, so if you're not, if you're doing something that you know is punishing you, you're not being self-loving. You're letting this habit punish you. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I think there needs to be a. We could all probably strike a balance between selfishness and. Um, 
charitableness or whatever. Well, so, you know, well they're not in conflict. You, you know, being being self loving and taking care of yourself is not in conflict with with being charitable, or virtue, or generosity. Actually, they're actually bound. You can't you can't be generous and virtuous unless you're taking care of home base. You got to take take care of zone zero. In order to help others, you, you. To help yourself. Yeah, so that you're 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 grounded and you're you're power, you're grounded. Your your power oh. is there. Grounded for so life. that you can so that you can utilize. Otherwise, if you're broken and you're trying to fix things, you're not going to do a very good job at. Fixing well, that's things. one of my favorite things to say is we're going to fix it, and then I'm usually good at fixing things for other people, <laughs> but not so good at fixing them for myself. Well, that's so that's it. That's that's most people. I think that's. Somewhat true. It's like the doctor who tells people not to do shit and then he lights up a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. Do as I say. <laughs> or, I mean, I always say, do as I say, not as I do. Well, yeah. It's like, I'm going to tell you what the what the right wise mood is, move is going to be. I'm not going to fucking do that shit. <laughs> but that's not easy part, enough. Partly egotism because you're thinking those rules don't apply to me. You know, so because no, I, I, I do that. I, I do know that. that they apply to me. I just don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of uh, um. What's the word I'm looking for? Aloof, not aloof. Egotism? Well, no, we just don't care. Apathy? Apathy. Apathetic, yeah. Combined with maybe a little bit of laziness, you know? Yeah. Because I do the same fucking thing. I'll give advice that I would never follow. <laughs> I don't... I give good advice because I'm, again, outward. Like, I'm an intelligent, perceptive person for everybody else. Not for myself. So you're probably a P. So now we've got blank XXFP. You're an introvert. I. Yeah. Are you intuitive or are you a sensor, though? That's the question. I think you're an I. You're an INFP. So, yeah, no doubt about it. INFP. What's that? I mean, it's the four. It's the Myers Briggs type. You're intuitive is the one as opposed to, I mean, you're, I'm sorry, introverted as opposed to extroverted. Mm-hmm. You're intuitive as opposed to sensing. You sense that you feel, experience things inwardly. Somewhat. It's a bunch of different things. Then thinker or feeler, you're fe- emotion dominant, feeling dominant, and perception over judgment. Mm-hmm. You could be a J, though. Anyway, I interrupted you again. No, you're fine. I, 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 no, seriously. I welcome interruption. I think it's great. I'm serious, because that's, that's, uh, that's one of the reasons I do it, because I think it's an essence of conversation. Yeah. But um, what was I saying? You were talking about you're very you're very percept you're very perceptive. Yeah, you're, with other people, with like, other, yeah. and I can tell them, and you know, and and I'll listen to anyway. I've got so many. That's one of the things that I, I always say that's just not true. I say I don't have any friends. I have lots of friends. I have lots of really good friends because I try to be a good friend. So, if you want a friend, be a friend. Well, I mean, and, and therefore, be a buddy. Like, and I'm one of those people. If you need me, I'll be there. You know what I mean? Like, say, you know, you're like Michael Jackson in that way. <laughs> no, I'm more like Michael McDonald. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> you were right about the Michael, just not the second part. Um, I mean, I'm like, you know, if if you want, if you want me to get into a physical altercation with someone on your behalf, it's like. If we're friends, like I'll definitely do that for you, but it, it won't be no questions asked. I'm going to ask a few questions. <laughs> make sure I got to fact check you a little bit. Make sure you're not just because I've you know I don't want to get into a fight over a lie. Well, sure. I mean, <laughs> but I. Well, it depends. Like, if it's even if it's a good friend, okay, I'm not going to enter wade into some melee just 
because I mean, like, what the fuck is going on? That person, I, I will ask, you know. Yeah, or if, if that person's obviously being a dick and it's a drunken situation, yeah, I'm not going to back them. Just up. diffuse the situation. And be like, hey, man, you're acting like an asshole. Just let him go. You know what I mean? That kind of. You're thing. not going to let him go. He's just being. A yeah, dickhead. you're not going to go punch the guy's buddy who's fighting you. you exactly. <laughs> I'm not that guy. <laughs> well, there was that one. Something was going on in somewhere, and you asked me if I wanted to. uh Drive to some place far away and kick not, the shit out of somebody. I was not serious about that, really. <laughs> I asked whose car are we taking. Yeah, was <laughs> um, that was just a conversation starter. Basically, it was more like um, somebody had made Annie feel bad about herself or had attacked her for who she is being gay and stuff. And I was going to go up there and just clean house and beat the shit out of everyone. And I would have done it. I know um, because that's what the meat of what I was getting ready to say. When it comes to my kid. Or the woman I love, or something like that. I will fucking kill you. I will kill you, and I won't. No think reason I, to look directly at me, man. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> but Jesus. I'm just saying I won't feel bad about it. You know, if you harm my child or, or or my parents or my brothers, you know, people that I really I love, try to love everybody. The people who I love in that real hard visceral level, the ones that you're hardwired to love, right? How I mean, I mean I, I'm the same way towards my livestock, and I don't even like them. <laughs> <laughs> It's your property, though. You fucking kicked my goat, you I, son of a bitch. I will fuck you. <laughs> Only I can kick my goat. Watch. Pow. See? <laughs> I do that, not you. No, I don't I don't mind if you kick them. Just try not to hurt them. Just don't damage, the, don't damage them. Don't damage the meat. Can you eat goat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it good? It's fabulous. Okay. Um, no, it's like I was telling Dutch's story about uh, me and a man had gone to Walmart. And... Um, we were, you know, it's a, it's kind of a pushy place sometimes. It can be a bit, and a guy kind of, he, and he didn't do it on purpose, but he bumped into her, and I was just like, stop myself. I was like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. He turned around, screaming, "Hey, what are you? <laughs> HR shoving stuff?" <laughs> no, but she just kind of looked at me. I was just like, and I, you know, and I was like, stop myself. I was like, it's not gonna, that's dumb. We're not gonna do that. It's Christmas. So, <laughs> so it was seasons know. beatings. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Fuckmas Right in your ass <laughs> Mary Fuckmas That's a good one <laughs> I like to uh, I, I'm like, Oh god She said She said Fuckabees She said Fuckabees <laughs> I heard Huckabees I love that movie Fuckabees. I haven't seen it So good Oh it's yeah It's a classic it's David O. Russell You haven't mm. seen I heart Huckabees mm. Oh man It's right up your alley yeah, if you like uh, the fighter and uh, Silver Linings playbook, oh, shit, yeah, but it's it's weirder than those. It's funnier. Silver Linings playbook is not really weird. You know what you could do? It's just sad. The characters are weird. You know what well, you could do, of- Charles? Like if you're if you're like you're pondering things in your life and whatnot, and you're in kind of a down place, start reading some Camus. Like really dive deeper into the darkness. So what? Like the, the bug of Agita. Albert Camus. Camus Camp. M- C-A-M-U-S. Oh, I, I always, always uh, pronounced it Camus. I didn't know it was Camus. Well, I think it's French. Sure. So I, I think they say Camus. I don't. I really don't care. No, you're, as, long as, <laughs> as long as we know we're talking about the same person. Yeah. yeah. Get into some of that stuff and, you know, just try to try to find the bottom. Because that's, that's where the bounce happens. And start listening to... Start, start listening to the tool again. Oh God, no! I can't do it. I can't <laughs> fucking do it. Start man. I'm sorry. To Morrissey. Just, 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 uh, just fucking lean into the, it. The fucking the Dead Kennedys, the Smiths. No, I'm sorry, it was the Smiths. 
Yeah, wasn't Morrissey in the Smiths? Yes, he was. He yeah, it's like weird. Him. Mexicans love Morrissey. I, I'm not. That is weird. I don't get it. I don't get. I don't understand the Morrissey, the Smiths thing. I don't even think he sounds good. I want Give me the Cure any day over that bullshit because it was weird how the Cure, like their songs, all sounded nice and happy. You know? <laughs> yeah. At least, I mean, the, at least the they have one of the best ones. fucking songs ever, which is um, shit. Now I can't think of it. Um, Sunday or no, Friday? I'm in love. No, it's not that one. Just, just like a dream. Is oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. god, that song is so fucking great. Just the bass and love song. <laughs> I mean, they they were like the bassist for the Cure was no joke. He was a good fucking bassist. At least um, I never workmanlike. Attention. I mean, he was you know he he knew his craft. You know, I tell you, as speaking of, you know who has a great bassist? Tool. Yeah, Tool's bassist was pretty tremendous. You got to be pretty good to be in that band, apparently. Who was it? Dana Carey was. No, he's the drummer. Mm. I think. I don't know who the bassist was. I don't know his. Doesn't. I don't know his name. Well, there was you know Maynard James Keenan, Dana Carey. Oh God. It's Isn't just it like the heaven, best. I think. Well, like yeah, just like heaven. I don't know their names because in the the first two albums of theirs I got, they didn't put their names on the album or their picture or anything. It was creepy. I, well, that's the thing I liked about them is the anonymity. And there was I this mean, fucking was, fat woman, fat naked woman curled up in fetal position. That, like, was that in undertow or opiate? I think that was undertow. And I got real, and it freaked me out. I was a little kid. And I flushed it down the toilet because because it, <laughs> it scared me. A fat person did. No, you the, must be the, the terrified artwork, right now. The <laughs> artwork for the Tool album. She was naked. And it was just like really weird and sexual. Yeah, and uh, was. I was like in a, you know, in the middle of like transitioning into puberty. And it was like, yeah, it was it was definitely all off kilter. They had uh, it's like I loved the music, but the artwork scared the fuck out of me. How'd the music not scare you? Because it's weird. It did, but I liked it's, it. I, I would still go on record saying. I went back and forth a while. I thought uh, Anima was their best album. I still think Undertow might be their best album. That's a good fucking album. It has Swamp Song. It has Bottom. It has all that fucking shit. All those great, truly fucking depressing songs. <laughs> Anima had, though, the most depressing song and most disturbing video, which was uh, Prison Sex. That was... Yeah. Dude. I found out what that was about. It's hard to listen to now. What's it about? Prison Sex, you know what that's about? I've never... Punch the video up. Oh, God. And we'll talk about it. Since we're just getting into all the fields, the cure is so good. That's a great fucking song. We're gonna go from that. We're going We're doing a hard, hard left here. We're going. <laughs> we're going away from anything happy. Let's, uh, let's break out the Leonard Cohen. <laughs> now, heard there was a secret chord. David played. Please don't hear it. There we go. Okay. Now, since you don't know what the song is about, I want you to get. I want to get your impressions of what is going on here. Great, great guitar line. It's a rock music video, with black and white. Crappy drum playing, crappy, crappy guitar playing. Yeah, horrible. Uh, is it really? You really think it's crappy? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, what do we see here? We see a room. Uh-huh. We see a baby doll type figure. Yes. We see a black figure. We see something trying to crawl away, which looks like a baby doll. Yeah. All stop motion, by the way, which makes it ten times fucking creepier. Yeah. Here's the black figure stalking him, apparently. Hanging the legs, so you control, basically saying, I control the means of you getting away. Now I'm going through all your personal thoughts. 
I'm tearing that out because you've written something down about me, but I don't want anybody else to know. I'm tearing that out for the same reason. There's a representation of a penis. Jesus. Yeah. There's the black figure stalking him. And I'm a. And now I'm going to pass out because I'm going to try to pretend this isn't happening. And I'm an eleven-year-old. Yeah. I'm an eleven-year-old boy. I need you to this feel shit. this. I need that to burn too long. I mean, it's fucking the whole. You know what it's about now? Him being molested. Yes. Maynard. Yeah. He's never talked about that. Yeah, he, he has. has. Has he? In depth. Well, I've only told, I've seen him on Rogan five times, three hours a piece, and he's never brought it up. Well, well, I mean, he's uh, probably past that point in his life. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, he's doing. This is an old. This song's over twenty years old. So, wow. I thought we had for sure we just we had discussed. We probably it. have. I forget things a lot. I don't get this part though. The B and the I think that I don't know what that's for. Seem to tell me this is a great song. To come. I've never, I've never, I guess I've never read up on Maynard James Keenan. I need you to feel this. One of the last lines is shit blood and come on my hands. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, so now I will not be delving back into Tool because I will definitely, definitely kill myself. But it just sounds so good. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's know? a rocking fucking song. I mean, I listen to it. I, I don't, I don't see, feel that dark stuff. I just feel the energy of it mm-hmm. and it's, I find it uplifting. Really? Oh, yeah. If you don't listen to the it's just words, a st- it's good melody. Oh, I get what you're saying, yeah. I mean, that's just the way I experience music. Like, sad music makes me happy. Well, I tell you what, if I want to calm down, I'll play Resident Evil 2. That's weird. It's very tense. I mean, I, I literally I literally don't understand how other people experience music because I feel like it's... I feel like I experience it in a pretty unique way. I think probably everybody does, but I would... But, but your sound's fairly... That is the first time I've ever heard of somebody listening to something. No, it's common. Is it? Yeah. It's just not the noise. Well, the blues. Yeah, it's not. The blues. Well, rap. Are, hip-hop. Most people don't pay attention to the lyrics. They just like the beat and the feel of it. The feel, yeah. And I never noticed until I started watching that video again and really going down, breaking it down frame by frame, what is actually going on. That is extremely fucking disturbing. I still haven't figured out what Stink Fist is about. I mean, Probably I, about fisting somebody's butt. If we're gonna be <laughs> Probably... That video is disturbing too. It's very odd. Like it's, they say, their new ones might be out in April. It's, it's going to be. All I'm about, looking forward to, it, but I'm not. It's going to be all about wine and stuff. That's all. Yeah. Jujitsu. It's going to be about cheese. Because <laughs> that's all Maynard cheese! does. Cheese. He has like so he has like restaurants and stuff. Does he? Yeah. He's diversified. My my buddy met them. Like uh, his name was Jeff Elkins, and he met him and went on the tour bus. Hi, Jeff. I haven't. Met, I haven't. I saw him. As a matter of fact, I saw him. About six months ago, for the first time in years, and uh, still same old Jeff, great guy, loved music. Um, the way he usually would get in, he had a pit collection that he started, and he would show the roadies, "Well, I've got this pit collection. I want them to be in it." And he said, nine times out of ten, they'd be like, "Yeah, we'll take you back. That sounds like a good thing they'd want to be a part of," because it was pretty far-reaching. And he said he sat on the bus with Tool. He said they were terrifying because they are so fucking smart. He said he was like talking to a bunch of. Scientists, he's like, you know, they're that smart. So I think that's the way they approach the way they do music. Well, that's what my cousins always said: thinking man's metal. You know, it's like they're not metal. They're not metal. What are they? They're not metal. Prog. They're not metal. I fucking hate people do that shit. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, <laughs> it's if you, metal. If you want to put them in a box, it's, rock. it's fucking rock and roll. I always describe them like this: they're tool. 
That's what it is. You know, it's same with Rage Against the Machine. I mean, before there was Limp Biscuit and all that fucking crap, there was Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against so. the Machine is rap rock. Yeah, but that was besides Run DMC and and uh, Aerosmith and uh, Anthrax and Public Enemy. That was Blondie. That doesn't count. That was them. That was a, a rock band, kind of doing a rap song, not a fusion. I don't know. Anyway, well, they had rappers on one of them, one of the versions of it. I think did they? Think Fab so. Five Freddy is. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Deborah, honey, you're not a great rapper. I'm She's sorry. Gorgeous back then. <laughs> oh, she was. <laughs> You guys want to do favorite things? Let's do. I'm going to grab a coffee. Oh, horse pussy. You need all the fixings to go with it? I did. Don't let me forget. I did do a small word study this week. Yes. After. Favorite things, episode 199. We'll start with you, John. What you got? Uh, favorite things. Um, I don't know. Friday, we got to do some MMA sparring. That was awesome. How many rounds did you go? You told me. I think I did seven. Some of those were five-minute rounds, and some of them were three-minute rounds with, like, Six different guys or seven different guys. Well, it could have been that. Se- seven seven rounds with five. And this was guys. not a gangbang. This was MMA. No, it was both. No, it was one at a time. Column A. <laughs> it wasn't a gangbang. I mean, they were watching, but it was. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I viewed it more as like several singles <laughs> instead of a gangbang. It was a tournament. It's like there's a pause between each one. There's a, there's a sixty second pause. It was a real sexual kumite. There's a sixty second pause between each bang. I mean, each round. Uh. Yeah, it was just it was good, and um, I didn't get injured. That's um, good. I got to try out my new I got new shin pads and some new MMA gloves. So I got to try those out. The MMA gloves are too small for me. My, my big you do have my big, big hands. Skeletor hands, almost as big as Donald Trump's. Um. So, but um, no, it was great. I got I got punched a little bit. I got taken down a bunch. I got slammed, but I didn't get injured. It's good. You got slammed like a Saturday night uh, and at, I was, at Chi-Chi's. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't work Saturday nights at Chi-Chi's. Uh, no, and uh, so, you know, I don't know. It just felt really good. It was to the point I was like, you know, I think I might have done more rounds than anybody else, even though two of the guys I was sparring with have fights coming up. One is um, Keith Bakura. He's fighting in Williamson on the 9th. We might go to that. We might go to that. Mingo, some good Mingo County cage fighting with New Line Cage Fighting is the name of the company. There, I thought you were going to say New Line. Cinema. It's the, it's like, the first. God. It's the first year. It looks pretty classy. And then um, Chris McKinney has a fight on March twenty third up at that casino up near Wheeling, up near Wheeling. I forget the name of the Mountaineer Casino or something. It's possible we might go to that. And we I'm might go to sure. that. Mm. I'm, we might be going to the Comic Con thing. When is it? Twenty. 20- the 22nd through the 25th or something like that? This month. Yeah. March. Not this month. That's what I meant. This coming month, I suppose. It feels like March already, doesn't it? I need to get those vacation dates in. This weather feels like March. It does, right now, today. It feels like smarch. Lousy smarch weather. So I got to spar with these guys because they're trying to get ready. And we, were, you know, we weren't, nobody, was, nobody was throwing heat or anything. We weren't 
trying to kill each other, but but you weren't just going through the definitely got, yeah definitely got some bruises you know what I mean um, that was just great and then uh, at the end of it I was just my lungs were totally blown out I got punched real hard right at the end and I was just like done feels good huh yeah feels awesome it's like <clears throat> such a crazy such a crazy um, it's a weird thing to buzz. get into at thirty seven years old I like it <laughs> I yeah. do I love it I want to do it too but it, it's weird the way I work and. And I'm a pussy, and I don't really want to do it. I just want to say I want it's to do not. It. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I want to do it, but I don't want to get hit. Well, yeah. I mean, even like even my instru- one of my instructors, Jared, he's he's 39. He's like, it's like, why the fuck would I do MMA? I'm almost 40. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, okay, you want to? I'll train you. <laughs> you know, I just I would like just to just do some boxing. There's other we some can get op- some mitts. There's options for that. There's a there's also a place. Um, the uh, Mount Hope Boxing Club. I guess he's got a pretty nice setup. I need. Yeah, I really. There used to be one there in Glasgow. Pulling Burke. I don't. Mm-hmm. Signs Paul there, Burke. I, I know Paul. Um, I didn't know the other guy. Jeremy Pullen, I think it was boxing. Name. Yeah, boxing's fun. Boxing's great. Even you don't have to have to fight. Just hitting mitts or working a bag or whatever. I really well, want to get a. I'd like to get a speed bag set up and start working on that shit. Used to have one when we were kids. I'd like to start a bunch of heat with Charlie's. I went off and talk oh, shit. Yeah. See if we see if we can entice him to come to come here. Just come to West Virginia and yeah. get some fucking fists. Just, just get the fuck kicked out of him. I want to see him fight like one of my one of my instructors, like George Oiler or somebody that's been fighting. <laughs> Hit him. Well, he fought that one MMA fighter. The guy's like, uh-uh. It, was even a, shit it wouldn't even be fucking he was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, no, no, it was a big dude. It was a, it was a real was MMA a, fighter. He, he, I don't think he's fought yet. I think he was just a teenager at the time. The no, not in, not, not in this clip. This okay. guy was a man. Like okay. he, and he had him in a fucking, like in a guillotine. I saw and one. he was just always being gentle. He's like, nah, you tried to sleep me. Yeah. <laughs> there was one that uh, was a black kid. He was probably yeah, 17 I've seen that or 18. Yeah. And picked him up and fucking slammed him. Fucked him up. Yeah. God, these are awesome. Charles still won by disqualification, just so you know. <laughs> Fuck you all. Yo, Kim. Yo, Kim. Kim, Kim hey. Kardashian, you're the one. You're the one. I tell her this every day. It's like, God, when God he made said, you, Kim, Jesus saying, Christ, you always tell his own. He said, you're the one. You're, you're going to marry Charles. He does Charlie not articulate Z. a single fucking word. <laughs> I love him so much. I'm almost, he's going to be the guy I root for now. <laughs> instead of Brody. <laughs> We how 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 come you haven't punched up a picture of Charlie's Ellen off and put a pillow for radio? Fucking, I don't know. We're gonna do it later though. Tell fucking John Will Shatter on it. <laughs> hey, John Will Shatter, put up a find a good pic of Charlie's Ellen off and make a logo for it. The cover of the movie on YouTube. The cover of the movie um, Troll Champion is a really good picture of him. Really? Yeah. Great. I like the ones where he's. Have you ever seen the picture of him like smoking crack? He smokes crack. Does he really? <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. It makes me like him more. <laughs> <laughs> he smokes crack. God bless him. He drinks him. like a fish. He punches a punch pizza delivery boy. He, he has hot girlfriends. Apparently, <laughs> he has. A, he had a hot girlfriend for a while. Yep. And then he like brought her on camera, and then she was so embarrassed, she broke up right there. She's. Well, I think one of them was a hooker. Hey, don't judge. It's, he says a it's sex his worker, my friend. Sex if, if he says if he says that he beat the shit out of you, he beat the shit out of you. And if he says that's his girlfriend, that's his girlfriend. Okay. Okay, that's fair. You got any favorite things there, Taters? Um, well, I started. Uh, I'm getting into the meat of the new. We've discussed Memory Sorrow and Thorn at length. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Well, um, some would say ad nauseum. <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> or ad absurdum. <laughs> ad infinitum. Inf- infinitum? I, I say infinitum, but I don't know what's correct. 
I don't know. It's a dead language. That Infinitum really sounds better. It does. Um, anyway, the he wrote. He's now writing a, a second trilogy set some thirty years after the events of the first one. Simon the Scullion Boy is old now. He's a, he's the High King. I love that Scullion Boy. Yeah, God, I love a Scullion. Scullion Boy. Boy. There's a song called Skeleton Boy by Friendly Fires. It's fucking awesome. Um, you might want to punch that one up for this clip. Um, they have a par- him and Miriamel, who was the princess of the last High King Elias, who. Died in very sad fashion because all he was trying to do is one of those moments that would have been. He's very cinematic, where she finally realized why he was doing what he was doing, trying to bring this evil Storm King back. He was doing it because he wanted. To, he he thought that's a great fucking song. It's a little craft work, yeah. Um. Anyway. High King Elias was trying to pierce the veil of death to try to bring his wife back. He loved his wife. Loved her to distraction. You know what I mean? He just He's one of those times you really love a woman, you know, and consumes everything. Tell me, have you really, ever really, really loved a woman? Don Juan DeMarco. Terrible. I, I didn't see it. I didn't either. Um, it's the soundtrack. It just makes uh, me so bad. <laughs> so fucking mad. It makes me angry when I punch my eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I couldn't hear out of my other ear. <laughs> anyway... Of course, they failed. Uh, the Sithy and the mortals uh, succeed, in, uh, but not without cost. Simon becomes king. And then in this series, in this, of course, 30 years later, his son has died. They had a, they had a son, the prince, and he dies, I think, of a fever or something. And their grandson is drunk. He's 17, callow, you know, just kind of unlikable to begin with. But he's such a skilled writer, I see what he's doing. He's slowly working the likability into it. Like, at first, you really don't like him at all. And then he meets Benedict the troll, who wrote on the wolf. He meets his daughter and her betrothed, Snenik. And one of the best parts is Snenik is, like, big for a troll. They're all kind of a stocky people, but he's, like, you know, he's big. Mm -hmm. He's strong. And this giant fucking... Rimmersgarter, who kind of like uh, Vikings, challenges him to a wrist wrestling. He challenges the Rimmersgarter to a wrist wrestling match and beats him handily. And then the guy gets up and they get into a fight and he beats the shit out of the guy. Almost kills him. Jeez. It's a great fucking scene. And what they're trying to do is set up Sinek and, and Kia, which is the uh, Benabek's daughter, are taking him and seeing, and seeing things and they're trying to impart to him the fact that his drinking and stuff is a problem. You know, be like, you know, can't you see all these great things? And you, you're going to be king someday. You know, basically, it's going to go bad. Like, the Norns have gained strength. They're coming back. the The evil queen Adaku, or who's uh, the Norn queen, she's she's awake again. Like, they go to bed sometimes to sleep for thirty years because they're immortal. So they'll be awake for centuries at a time and then go go to sleep. So all that's happening, it's very, nothing's, <laughs> nothing's going well. Like it's, everything went really great. Like, you know, they, everyone was really happy and the realm was at peace probably for about 20 years. And then everything went to com- turn complete shit. And I'm loving the fact that it's developing this way. And one of the scenes I just let, that I cried at is Simon is dreaming and he's dreaming he's a kid again. And all the people from the past series are in the dream with him, talking oh. to him. And it's one of those callbacks. Dr. Morgan is in there. Even the bad characters, Pre-Rod is, they're all in there. 
and he's like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, he's like, I'm a kid. I'm not king. And they're like, no, you got to wake up. You're the king. Simon's going to die. This is not going to end well for Simon. So is Miriam Hill probably. And it's just turning into a really great book. The guy's a great writer, man. I mean, he's, he's no, George R. R. Martin has a more visceral thing on him. Like, and a, and a turn of quip, you know, to, Martin can write so good dialogue and, and such big scenes. Ted Williams is much more heart. He has a lot more heart in his stuff. Not that George R. R. Martin doesn't, but just not as much. And I just love the way he approaches characters and all this stuff. And it's, it, I'm, I'm really enjoying reading it. And I started I actually at the same time, I switch back and forth between books because sometimes I need a comfort read. Mm-hmm. So, Diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> it's extremely comforting. Mm. Uh, no, I'm reading Soothes me. Storm of Swords again. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. Me. An actual Storm of Swords. <laughs> That'd be <Fuck>. awful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm to the part where they just took off Jamie Lannister's hand. Mm. And um, and that whole. I love Jamie. He's, he's a the, great character. So good. In the book, he's even better. Like he's. I love him because he's so he's so mischaracterized. And yeah, I identify with that. Well, see, the thing about him is, yeah, the thing about him is, Jamie is, they're talking to him, and even as much as I like Ned, Ned didn't give him a chance either. That's not fair. Jamie Lannister was 15 years old yeah, when he was nine. You would think Ned would have a little more understanding. Sure, but Ned that. is the North. They're very black and white. They don't, yeah. you know, you have your duty. If you don't do your duty, you're a fucking scumbag. Then I cut your head off. He stabbed him. Yes, exactly. But I have to do it because yeah. it's my responsibility. Honor. They're they're a big responsibility, and they kind of have to be. The, where the North is extremely, you know, harsh. So you have to have a kind of a if you don't uh, have, hold the line. Winter, winter is coming. If you don't get the fucking grain needs met, we'll fucking starve. Well, that's, yeah, and you have to hold that line. In the South, where there's more politics, and that's actually the thing the Northmen don't like about him. Jamie, fucking Eris, looked at him and said, uh, "I want you to kill your own father." He said, "I want you to kill Tywin." And while Tywin's a son of a bitch, it's still Jamie's dad, you know. And then he said, "And, I, and then we're going to burn it, burn them all." He's going to burn the fucking city to the ground. He's going to burn King's Landing to the fucking ground. There's caches of wildfire all over the fucking city. They're still there. And he, order, and he orders Jamie to kill his own father. Yeah. And so Jamie says, well, and he takes his sword and sticks him in the fucking back. Now, actually, what Jamie had done before is the alchemist who was getting ready to set the city on fire. Jamie goes down and talks to him. And he says, you ready? He said, yeah. And he fucking stabs him. He's like, yeah, ended that one. The, so he walks. The pyromancer. Yeah, the pyromancer. And he walks up to... Um, he walks up to Eris and the blood's still on his blade. And he's like, where's, you know, Meister or whatever his name is. And he said, I killed him. And then he screams. And he tries to get away. And that's when Jamie stabs him. Mm. And that, and the scene saved, of. Saved about 500,000 people. Yeah, lives. half a million people. King's Landing is a big city, especially for Westeros. And um, the one of the best paintings is Jamie sitting on the throne after he's done it. And his sword is like this. And he's like. Because he's arrogant. He's arrogant as fuck. Why wouldn't he be? He's handsome as shit. He's he's a, a peerless swordsman. He's a teen. At, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's probably 18 at the time, if that. And uh, that's how Ned found him. So, on the fucking throne. Oh Ned comes on in on his horse and Jamie's sitting there. And Ned kind of looks at him. He has a sword out, too, and it's dripping blood because he's been killing people left and right in the city. And... Um, Jamie just kind of laughs and gets up. He said, I was just keeping it warm for Robert. And that was the moment. Ned, believing as he did in the line of succession, said Robert is the rightful king, even though he isn't. 
and Jamie, all Jamie had to do was claim, claim the throne, and he could have been, he could have been king. So, mm. and he didn't. No. After he just saved five hundred thousand people. Yeah, and then Ned continued to condemn him for that. That's not, yeah, and that's then not then, fair. then that's when Kingslayer stamped was stamped on his forehead right. for the rest of his life. Right. So he's got this tattoo Kingslayer on his forehead. Brienne of Tarth kept on calling him that Kingslayer, Kingslayer, and you know that's. And everybody called him that behind his back. And I love that line. That's one of the few lines from, not few lines. Fuck, we all love Tyrion Lan- uh, Tywin Lannister. Who doesn't? I mean, he's he's such a fucking bastard. Did you can't help but like him. Really played, I, I played like, excellently. I like when he's talking about, she's like, Oathbreaker. He's like, and he's like, it's like, they, it's like so many O's. They make you swear and swear. Yeah, I know. It's fucking awesome. That's a great <laughs> yeah. line. Um, he's like, I can't remember them all. You know, mm-hmm. it, Tywin is fucking cutting up that deer. And he was really cleaning that deer, by the way. I didn't realize yeah. that. And um, he said, don't he said, don't uh, don't you get mad when they laugh at you, call you Kingslayer behind your back? He's like, of course I do. He kind of shakes his head. He's like, the lion does not concern himself with the opinions of the sheep. I was just like, that's a great fucking line. And that's actually happening in the book, too. I've actually said that before. Yeah. <laughs> I put it on Carver Facebook. Carver said it. <laughs> yeah. I, put that on a, I put that on Facebook for like a solid year after I read the book, you know. Damn, that's good. But, um, yeah, Storm of Swords. And I actually got into an argument with a guy. That's not like you at all. It wasn't necessarily an argument, more of a spirited debate about uh, Michaela, which was, used to be my stepdaughter, put up... Uh, this thing and she said she put it up just for me which world is best which extended universe and george r martin in there i said is that even a fucking question valor mogulis you know what i mean and then some other guy piped up well i thought the first two books were great and then they trailed off it's like wait a second you're trying to tell me store of fucking swords which has the greatest fucking ending scene with the red wedding is it trailed yeah. off are you fucking kidding me <laughs> and he just had anything to say i was like yeah shut up you know what the fuck you're talking about so Take a poop with your pants on. <laughs> yeah. Poop them. Any other favorite things? Any movies, TV shows, any good masturbation you've had? Uh, uh, no, not that really. Um, masturbation. I'm really excited about the Captain Marvel movie. That's that, That'll go into Umbridge. What, how much time we got? We got whatever time you want, bud. What time is it? One fifty. Okay. Um, What is Umbridge? Anybody else have any favorite things? I haven't done any yet. I was, Go ahead. Um, obviously, the wrestling thing last night was a lot of fun. We had a lot of current events this week, seems like. Yeah. Did we? Um, I don't really have anything. Just the wrestling thing last night was a lot of fun, and um, that's about it. I haven't really done anything. I like my job. I drive a forklift most of the day. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's good. It's better than what I used to do. Nobody's on your back are either, are they? I am. I'm pretty much left alone. Do you listen to podcasts and stuff? Not yet. I haven't tested that water yet. Right. I don't know how they feel about that. AirPods. Just invest in some AirPods. That's what I'm. Do- I-, I just got a bonus check. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna go down to Walmart and get myself some fucking AirPods. <laughs> His mood just improved by two points. <laughs> I, I didn't think about that because I and the ones I got are the ones we get with the Android. They're great. Yeah. But the fact that I can. Be without a cord is just great. So. Yeah, cords get caught on stuff. Um, wh- what you want to do, Umbridge? Yes, because I got a we kind can, of a good one. We can um incorporate uh the current events we had with okay. the Umbridge. A fucking ad before that for the Undertaker theme. Who's watching the Undertaker theme video? Us. 
I suppose. I wish I could do that scream that the stormtroopers do every time they get knocked off of something on that's that's actually a real track. Like that actually happened. They kept doing it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's not like I'm. A, it's not like I just died. It's like, ow! Yeah. Oh shit! Someone smacked me. My blast armor, which is apparently not good for protecting me from any blasts, has been broken. <laughs> anyway. All right, Umbridge Taker. Okay, I'll start us off. The Captain Marvel movie is coming out. There's no way it's not going to be good. It's 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 Marvel. Um, They've been murdering it for ten years. Yeah, now. There, there's no, there's no way that they're now going to introduce the second phase of this and be a top tier character, and it's not going to be good. Um, that being said, I have said that before. Superman, Man of Steel can't miss. Whoa, did it ever? But anyway, uh, you guys don't agree with me. Disagree? <laughs> I haven't seen it. No, it's terrible. Um, there is some. There is a set of. These comic fans who have never been laid, who are threatened by strong women, who feel like I'm being personally attacked. Well, I, I didn't know how to break it to you, so I <laughs> thought I'd do it publicly on the podcast. Um, no, they they are attacking the movie because Brie Larson said some things that are social justicey. Nobody gives a fuck. Um, and they're threatened by a female lead taking over the Marvel universe. Why not? Why can't we have a? Fe- She's basically a female Superman. She's not that powerful. There is not one character in the whole Marvel Universe that is as powerful as Superman. Let's just get that one out on the fucking table right now. Okay? <laughs> That's why he's called Superman. Exactly. He he's, is, not, he's not okay, man. <laughs> yeah. He's not, it'll serve, dude. <laughs> he's not a pretty good guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll serve, dude. I kind of like that one. <laughs> um, no, but she's super powerful. She's uh, beautiful. She's a great actress. The movie's going to be good. They say the de-aging thing now is so good that you can't even fucking tell. Wow. It was in fucking Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You couldn't yeah. tell on Kurt Russell. You couldn't tell. I mean, I saw the clip of um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson de-aged. Yes. You can't tell. No, man. you can't tell at all. But they have decided to now attack it. And they're saying that, you know, she... And they're trying to kill the, like they did with Black Panther, because there's a lot of white supremacy, white man supremacy in this whole fucking stew, this disgusting stew. And they're trying to kill it before it comes out. They're not going to succeed. No. They tried with Black Panther. They failed miserably. It's up for Oscars. Shouldn't be, but it's up for Oscars. Well, what they should just do, if they're going to do that, they should just nominate Marvel movies. Like, that should should be a. a, It should be this, this. Franchise, yeah, because they're franchise. all sequels to each right. other. I mean, most most cohesive franchise or best franchise, you can do that. Yeah, I mean, Harry Potter would have won. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. See, they waited for Lord of the Rings till the third one to get, and then gave him every fucking award yeah. they could. What is this uh, key grip? Yeah, he gets an Oscar too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I, can the best boy? <laughs> One day can I the valets up, can we get throw them a statue? They're fine. <laughs> one day I looked up all those weird terms that like key grip and best boy and all that stuff. And it's pretty interesting. There's different jobs. Mm. There's never a lot of fucking jobs. Yeah. But anyway, what are they doing? They're uh, 
they have a they're attacking her and they're trying to kill the score and they're trying to kill the movie and they're not going to succeed and, it pisses and nobody's me even off. seen it yet. No, and and it was just they all. I don't. I hope I don't sound like these guys. All those fuckers sound the same. They sound like their veins are packed with cheese whiz. I mean, it's fucking. They sound like they roll around in Cheeto crumbs. I mean, it's just it's fucking terrible. And how does that sound? You know it when you heard it. Having your veins <laughs> stuffed with cheese whiz. <laughs> I've got my veins stuffed with, stuffed with cheese whiz, and I'm rolling around in Cheeto crumbs. And this is what I sound like. It's pretty neat. I'm Winston Churchill. <laughs> um, no, and, and I'm the next Marvel phase is going to be great. It's going to be different. Like all the heavy hitters are going to be gone. Thor's going to be gone. Your Thor's playing Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Netflix. Hemsworth. That's going to be fucking fucking great. incredible, um, brother. <laughs> And Thor is playing Hulk Hogan? The guy that plays yeah, Thor is going to be Hulk Hogan. Oh, okay. In the Netflix movie. Is he tall? Directed by Todd Phillips. I don't think he's six foot six. Yeah, Hulk, Hogan's huge. Six, six, he was six eight. Now he's six six. And he dropped two inches for the leg drops. Um, <laughs> compressed that spine. But now I'm looking forward to all the new Marvel movies. We got Captain Marvel coming out. We got, what else we got? Uh, Spider Man. New Spider Man. Uh, Mysterio. In- Infinity War 2. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm still hoping they're going to do Adam Warlock. I wish they would pull that one out. It looks like they're not going to. Um, but the those those guys are being like anti-social justice warriors and shitting all over something yes. before they even get a chance to see exactly. It. I mean, it's going to be great. I mean, there's no way it's not going to be good. They know, it's set in the '90s. One of the things that happened is after she gets into a fucking, I think either she is Captain Marvel or she's crashing somewhere as a pilot she crashes in a fucking blockbuster it's great yes that is encapsulated 90s i mean (laughs) (laughs) it it would be even better if they crash into a blockbuster where jay and silent bob were outside smoking cigarettes oh jesus (laughs) they could de-age them yeah make kevin smith fat again (laughs) get jay's hair (laughs) m-k-s-f-a make kevin smith fat again i think that we might need to suggest that (laughs) <laughs> but that's my average. I mean, that's I don't want to take it. Just them shitting all over. Yes, it's ridiculous. It. I know. It's stupid. They did the same thing with the Ghostbusters movie, and they were right. Well, but sometimes le- I at right, least but- gave it a chance before I before I decided. And it's not because it was women that I didn't like it. It's because it wasn't a good movie. Sure. But I don't think it ruined the original for me. I, I don't I don't turn on the old Ghostbusters and be like, can't do it anymore. Oh, they really shit the bed on that sequel thirty years <laughs> after after the fact. God, Ghostbusters. They're making a. Not even a they're sequel. making a sequel now. They're making an actual. Bill sequel Murray and everyone. All of them are coming back. It's fucking great. Yep. Too bad we can't have Egon. I know, dude. I guess we have a son. Is he have a son? son? I'm thinking of all the other guys that have sons. I don't know. Maybe they can extend an olive branch and bring in uh, Kate McKinnon or something. That'd be whatever. Because yeah. she, she played his what what he was in, mm-hmm. in the female movie. I don't know. I just hope it's good. Jason is Jason Reitman doing it? I think so. Yeah. So it sounds good to me. Jason I'm, or Ivan? Ivan Reitman directed the first ones, right? Yeah, but I think it's his son. Okay. Anyway, John, current events, umbrage, whatever you want. Um, I don't really have any umbrage. I have a word study. Fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. So this week's word is the word hippie. This is one that I've been working on for a couple, couple decades. I've been gathering metadata on this word. Because you I get was, called hippie a lot. I used to, yeah, I used to, yeah, I, I still do. Not. And I used to get called it a lot too, even when I definitely didn't look like a hippie. I still got called hippie. And it'd be like, it'd be like it'd be in Morgantown walking up the street late at night and some 
some Jersey frat boy across the street would like just point at me and go hippie, <laughs> like 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 frowning and just like hippie pointing at me. Like like you should have gone home and kicked the shit out of him. What do you want to square? No, I just kept walking and and like at the time I was like hipster maybe <laughs> <laughs> skinny jeans fuck you yeah did you ever wear those oh yeah did you yeah you just don't I mean, seem the time i mean i would i would wear them now if i wasn't so fat not skinny skinny but it's, it kind of the denim being kind of tight that feels kind of good I not like, tight, like i like tight jeans too yeah a little tight yeah these are kind of yeah no i don't like the saggy the 90s sag that that look it just I looks like it. Sh- it looks like shit it didn't back then it's always looked like <laughs> shit I mean, I'm not saying I didn't participate. <laughs> yeah, we all know. Oh, yeah, but um, so so the word hippie, and um, and then you talk to one person, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, she's such a hippie," and it means so like a very a good po- thing. Yeah, yeah. And then the other person is like literally like it's like calling somebody a fascist or something. It's like mm-hmm. I hate you. You're lazy. You're immoral. You know. And so I did did a little bit of got some data here, and I asked people, my Facebook friends, um. When you hear someone describe a new person and they use the word hippie to, to characterize them, what comes to mind? What sorts of attributes do you ascribe to someone described as hippie? Love, hate, neutral comments are welcome. And I, I can read a couple of them. Some of them are pretty good. So on the positive side, we've got things like someone's fond, warmth, food, hugs, family. It's kind of like the equivalent of uh, warm fall feels, but assigned to humans. That's fair um i get that from hippies easy going nature loving open-minded loving caring person open-minded mm, no <laughs> maybe back then yeah flowing skirts with bangles lots of turquoise rings grateful dead tie-dye weed hugs smiling unless sloppy hi- blowjobs oh okay um hippie get chicks get good, good blowjobs sloppy no not good Okay, now not, they on, can be on, sure. On the negative side, we've got un, unreliable, lazy, dishonest, flaky. Don't ever trust them; they'll sell you bad drugs. I get that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe well, if we would take hippies at a person by person basis, yeah. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> we got one that's a, a, a big fan of the show. Wrote drugs, hacky sack, patchouli, dreadlocks, vegan, music festival, aspiring musician. Athletic, athletically challenged, <laughs> jorts, which I guess means jean shorts. Yes, Birkenstocks. Who's that? Who's that? John Radcliffe. Hey, John. Hey, Radcliffe. John. He's the uh, chairman of the West Virginia, Virginia Podcasters Podcast Association. Association. Keeps lazy, finally, lazy, homeless, panhandling, poopy locks, aka dreadlocks, massive body odor, patchouli. Um. And then she also went on. She did a follow-up comment. Probably needs a haircut and a real job. Get a haircut and get, get a, a real, real job. job. <laughs> uh, Terrible. good. And here's a positive one. Esoteric, socially and or politically active, healthy, gentle, giving, maybe with other people's stuff, probably hey. has an unpopular, <laughs> otherwise unique opinion, perspective, etc. So that's kind of a little sample there of just how kind of polarized it is and there's and then okay and then i also did a um a poll a hippie is someone you view favorably or unfavorably and i got 14 votes 71 percent view the word favorably view that person favorably and 29 percent unfavorably but there were a lot of people that commented neutral so mixed in with that 
uh, see, there's 14 votes. And then one, two, three, four, five votes for neutral. So, so it's pretty almost a third. Even, yeah. yeah, almost a third, but favoring favorably. And so, but that's just my that's just my little friend group. But it's just, it's just very interesting. It's like that 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 a word can mean different things so drastically based on on who's saying it and how, and how flawed just how flawed language is. But also, all the comments that you read there, they're also right because, like Chuck said, maybe. Both are true. Individual basis, but I mean, they're all true. And there's always gray area in everything. Yeah, sure. So generalizations are true and they're not true at the same time. But that's a word that I wanted to get into because it's it's always kind of bugged me. It's like, especially when someone says, oh, yeah, he's a hippie. And I, it's like, do you hate the person or do you love the person? You know, or are you neutral? Have we done fascist already? No. Well, we have, but not. Not well, we said, did communism. I went. We've we've gone over fascism a lot on the show, but not in the form of me studying the word for a week. Maybe you should put that up every time we have a word. Put what up? The people's opinions. Read the read the people's opinions on the show. You mean? Yes. Yeah. Well, I just did that, didn't I? Yeah. Well, did you do it last week for comments? I, I think you went over. They, it was too. It was too prosaic. Okay. And there was also a hundred comments or so. To, yeah. Yeah. It was. It, was it, it, it arouses. I want socialism. It arouses a lot of shit. It would have bored you even more than I already did. <laughs> I didn't bore. And it was excruciating. <laughs> no, it was in depth. <laughs> it was. Some could say. I was actually thinking I, do, I didn't go in depth enough because I, 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 was, I was criticized when I listened to it again. I was like, I should have done an outline. I could have done much better. Well, it wasn't a PowerPoint, John. <laughs> Here we to, have. To me, it is. <laughs> yeah. You have a clicker. I'm, I'm, I'm INTP. You wouldn't, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> Can we get that on a T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Um, but no, this is a short word study this week. Because um, we had to record on Tuesday instead ten, of our normal. Ten years ago, I would have had a lot more umbrage with, with that word and the way people use it. So I'm like, what's wrong with, you know, not using a bunch of chemicals and trying to eat healthy and not liking war. Like, I don't understand how you could characterize those things as bad. Yeah. No. Well, that's socially uh, entrenched. Uh, war. Americans are warlike. We'll if you're anti-war, you don't support the troops. You're a hippie. Exactly. That's what I told you about that fucking argument that Lewis Black and Kid Rock got into. Kid, Kid Rock is I a bet that dumb was enthralling. Fuck. He's like, you're anti-war against the troops. And he had to explain to him, no, that's not what that means at all. You stupid shit. And they got into an argument, you know. Or like, son right there. Or like, or like um, you're anti-war. That means that you're weak or you don't like violence. That's like, you know, Come get these mitts. It's like, <laughs> do you know me? <laughs> well, I'll tune you up for free, <laughs> son. Tap dance on your spine. Another, I guess the Ryan Adams thing, I guess I could take umbrage with that, with him. It, it's, it would stack functions with the um, current events. Yeah, he's a... Uh, uh, most of what I've read, he's just a he's just a prick. He's just a whiny little prick, manipulative uh, to women for their affection. Now there was one where he was messaging with a sixteen-year-old. Uh, he has like a Napoleon complex, but for his for his career, his girl oh, relationships. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I I was thinking, sorry, if uh, you ever listened to anything that you wrote, it's kind of obvious that he was kind of like that. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you if you notice. Uh, in like the sad relationship breakup he songs, he never puts the blame on himself. He's all it's always you did this to me. 
you know? Kind of narcissist He is a narcissist. He's definitely Isn't it narcissist. narcissistic, though, to blame yourself completely? Uh, no. Isn't it? Uh, like, okay, so let's, we can do a quick word study here with the word nar- narcissist. Like, in a very strict use, formal definition, like, if you are truly a narcissist, like, mm-hmm. you're diagnosed with it, um, you're going to say, yeah, as a matter of fact, I am a narcissist. And yes, I only care about myself. Okay. They're just fucking unvarnished mm. in, in all ways and will... But but we'll still lie to manipulate people, do whatever they have to do to get what they want. But but so most the, people, that's pretty rare. Like a, most time, when someone says he's a narcissist, they're they're saying narcissistic he, tendency. He's narcissisty. Well, it's know? like uh, Tony Stark. Tony Stark has massive narcissistic tendencies, but he's a good person. Yeah, he tries to do what he tries to do what what is right. Yeah, you know, it's like I, I'm I'm narcissistic sometimes, but I'm nowhere nothing like a narcissist. Like I'm very, I you know, very empathetic and feel other people's feelings. Right. But, but anyway, the, the, the uh, it's a, he would get all these these women who were musicians up and coming, and then he would try to do albums with them and work with them, and and he would try to elicit control over the. He situations. might actually be a real narcissist. I think. He I think is. he actually is. like one of the pure ones. I think maybe. I don't know him that. I don't even study. It was. Him. It's like a cult leader thing. Like well, since I'm doing this for you. <laughs> Since I'm doing this for you, you have to do this for me. Like, and he would be controlling in relationships. He threatened to kill himself, which he in songs. He uh, there's a song called "Call Me on Your Way Back Home" where it's him. It's a sad song, probably the saddest song I've ever heard. But uh, at the end, he just starts uh, saying over and over, "I just want to die without you. I just want to die without you." And it's it's to guilt them. Well, that's what, okay. Gaslighting. Let's discuss mm-hmm. that for one second. What time? Yeah. 209. Okay, got time. Um, I can't say I've never done that. Um, and we're all narcissists sometimes. I'm saying the, the suicide thing. Oh. It threatened somebody with it. I probably I, I didn't necessarily. You didn't, you didn't commit suicide. I did it one well, time and I got like. You committed suicide. No, I threatened somebody with suicide and I got like, you know, humili- like never, never lived it down. Still haven't lived it down to the day that I did that. So I paid for it and then some. Well, sure. I did it like, I don't think I did it in a relationship necessarily, but I did it with people in my life. And I, and, but I've, I've learned the difference, you know, recently within the past few years, I've said that I wanted to die and would not be averse to dying. That's not necessarily true either. But it's not a threat. I'm like, I'm not, and I've, I've told people, I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to go out and purposely Sometimes it's just, die. That's it's just, just a dumb. It's just a know, cathartic but, thing that you're saying. Sure. Because that's, you're, you're expressing your feeling, not yeah. an intention. Well, I'm 41, man. And sometimes I feel like the, the maturity thing has come so slow to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and that's one of the things. If you're in a relationship and, it ends for all kinds of reasons. Um, and I don't know. I mean, people who, what I like is two people who, it's not working out. They don't have to hurt each other. They they still like each other. They still love each other. Like you know? Me and my ex-wife. Sure. Or me and my ex-wife. Like, we're friends. We talk all the time. You know? Like, every time I go up to the store, we always chat. We always laugh. We really like each other. But sometimes... Sometimes it doesn't go that way, though. You know, sometimes when, especially if it's a really hot, heavy relationship, 
if the emotions are really strong, like a lot of people, some people can't be still be friends. You know what I mean? Well, I understand, but like, you can still be like sure. you. You really love somebody. Why would you want to see him hurt? You if, know, why would if you, he, was it was the love real or not? That's true. If it, I mean, yeah, yeah, if it was real, then you want to at least like them afterwards. Seems like well, it's, you know, it's, it's very weird to me that people do what, what people will go from. I love you. I hate you. You know, but those emotions are so closely linked in in human psyche. Um, in a lot of ways. Yeah, but no, they're not. Hate is very intimate. So is love. I think that two very intimate. Emotions. I don't think that they're they're connected like that. I think that they're two. for sick people maybe. It, I think that they're totally separate. It's just that hate is what you jump to as a defense mechanism when right. you're you're loving. And I would never hate anybody that I loved ever. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was mad. I mean, like you in a heat in a heated moment, you'd be like God, I fucking hate you. Right, you know, right, right. You, it doesn't mean you actually hate them. You're just expressing an emotion. Well, it's like with with my ex wife in the heat of the moment, I said things to other people that were not kind that haunted me. Like I, I was just like, I don't think that way about her. She's she's great. I really, you know. All the things that made her what I really liked her are still there. I mean, yeah, you married her. Obviously, she's not sure. a total busy shit. And 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 we're still friends, so you know, it's not like it's yeah respect exactly. And we you know that took a while for us to get to. And um, I'm glad I'm glad we did because I like I said I really like her. And um, you know I just would never. You do say things sometimes that are that are mean, and you because you're hurt so bad, and you would just want to snap back and. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it takes the you lose control. Yeah, lose control of yourself, and things happen that you look at and you're like, "That's not me," I, you know. But it was for that moment because we're all we're all weak sometimes. Yeah, and I guess Ryan was a uh, he was really weak a lot very, of the time, very weak a lot of the time, and it made for some good music, but um. He didn't really commit any crimes, I don't think. Well, the uh, the messaging, the underage kid thing, that's yeah, that's yeah, weird. That's I don't know what happened there. But it also, ass. like, what did I say whenever he put out the Taylor Swift cover album? Ron Adams wants teenage girls to like him. So yes. Bad. God, God, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't know it was that and much. He didn't, now, and he okay, didn't now, care think, in what now, way. Now, let's extrapolate from that. Let's say that that's true. He put out that cover album to make younger girls interested in him. What if... And this is just a th- crazy theory. Every single album he's put out is just <laughs> trying to get girls to like him. That's exactly what it is. Or yeah. guys or whatever it is he's into. Right. Yeah. None of my business. But that's what a lot of music is. It's just about how can I get, how can I attract a mate, the, the right mate or a, a whole horde of them in some people's cases. But he, uh, his whole persona, the... The like the drunken poet thing, the uh, oh god troubadour thing that he had going on. I it always felt really contrived to me, and I still like a lot of his music. But I, personally, I just don't think me and him would get along. Do you look, still love me? Is a great fucking song. Just start looking at all of his his photos for press, whatever press release. Start at the beginning of his career, and they all and go to the end, <laughs> and tell me you don't hate that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like such a and he changes radically and like makes all these posy. He's just. He's a poser. He's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like when I bought a skateboard and I put it outside my house to show everybody I was a skater. <laughs> did you really do yes, that? Yes, I did. You fucking faggot. 
<laughs> I tried to skate and I was terrible at it. So I just said, well, I'll, I'll put my cool skateboard outside. Just wear air walks. And I was informed that it was the ultimate pose. Like, <laughs> they called you out. Yeah. yeah. Skaters don't give a fuck. We'll yeah. call you out. I mean, this was in the 80s and it's, you know. Or like, I like to carry my guitar. Are you saying that I'm not tubular? <laughs> I, it's, like, it's like being, you know, being kid or adults do this too. I'm gonna I'm just gonna carry my guitar around with me everywhere I go just for the street cred. <laughs> just go get a cup of coffee, I'll take my guitar with me. I'm so writing yeah, a, I'm writing a song. It's valid. I'm just on, <laughs> just on the way on the way to do some work over at the my buddy's studio. <laughs> I'm almost the opposite like uh, I guess the people at where I work Googled me and found out that I'm a musician. That you're a like raging mod- Homosexual Power bottom. bottom. Well, they didn't find that out yet, but I'm just going to let them know that whenever the time's right. I'll just broadcast this one. Yeah. They just, uh, they Googled me and they were all listening to my music and they came in and, or they told me they didn't know. I don't know. Why didn't, why didn't I say something about it? Like, I don't know. Kind of don't feel like answering questions. Um, do you, did you tell me about your toy train hobby or whatever the fuck it is you do? Or no, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is a very specific if kind it, of odd what? Toy train people. Yeah. It is pretty neat. I but like it, it is cool. I love I looking at that shit. Don't get me wrong. They're I like the cool. way they're built, but I just wouldn't do it. Like I got this new engine. I don't give a fuck. Like the people that have their own setup and they add little things to their town. Yeah, they change like, the really detailed. And, yeah. I could almost see myself getting into that. Except yeah, actually, too, let's too much do, work. Let's do that. It'd be too much work. <laughs> actually, we're like we're like, that's so crazy. Hey, you want to get together this weekend? Well, play with some trains. Pretty like, much the only like family guy when they're talking about uh Barry Manilow. Oh man, he's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> there were uh, um, Neil Young has the uh, Lionel Train Company. I think they're probably still the biggest train company. So if we, if we got into that, we'd be directly supporting Neil Young and the Bridge School, uh, where they help. Well, that's something. Help uh, sick kids. So I mean, we could get into trains. I mean, I'm not saying that I would, but that's one of my biggest passions that I'd like to start acting on. So, toy trains. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's. Set up the whole basement. There was a toy. Or tear all this kitchen and yeah, living room this. out of here. There was a toy idiot. toy train in uh, Superman Returns. I'm thinking it was probably based on the one that Brian Singer used to lure young boys down into his basement. <laughs> 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 yeah. Mm. Fuck. Take that, Brian Singer. You're fucking you really dunked on it. <laughs> Just got thanks for making on. me. Actually, thanks for making actually making me like your movies. <laughs> you piece of shit. They're fucking good movies. They are good. Um, yeah, Ryan Adams is a piece of garbage. I'm still gonna listen to his music whenever I feel like it. Um, I'm still laughing at Bill Cosby himself. Yeah, it's still funny. The Cosby shows. I was t- talking to my mom about that. Um, imagine all the people like like me when I was a little kid. In Dixie, West Virginia, not a lot of not a lot of black around. folks around. The only two black people that I knew, other than on sports, and you never really get to in the eighties, you didn't get any personality out of them until later. Sure, was uh, Felicia Rashad and Bill Cosby. Oh, Cliff I and thought, Claire. Huxley. I thought every black person was a lawyer or a doctor. Yes, it was a very imagine all the people that aren't racist because of him, and then sure you find out he's possibly one of the most successful serial, serial rapists. rapists of all time. Yeah. And it kind of makes you want to go back to being racist. Just go to your fault, you know. <laughs> go back to being racist. Uh, go back to being, yeah. <laughs> or just go to try it out at least, you know. Gonna go back in time go <laughs> to go be go racist. Back to being racist. <laughs> you know, I dabbled in racism. <laughs> you were a leader of a of a racist cult. 
bent on uh, bringing on the race war. But it was a very odd race he didn't like. You know, Inuits. Yeah. What do they ever do to you? <laughs> I mean, I don't want them. Do you want them coming into your country? I don't know. I like whale blubber. Yeah. They're going to eat all our fat and they're. And they process it better. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do. Here's a, here's a science question for you, Charles. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. It's oh, getting God. deep. Here we if go. you try to build an igloo here in Appalachia, you know what that makes you? Homeless. Owner of a pond? <laughs> Homeless. Because there's not enough cold weather here for the, and they're going to be mooching off of our system. Terrible. With their slanty eyes. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, I mean, what are they? Are they Asian or Indians or what is it? I don't get it. Asians. Uh, stupid Inuits. <laughs> Fucking squibs. <laughs> I remember there was an old uh, song on Sesame Street where they would they sang in in Inuit all the stuff they would put put on my ooka kluk and they would like I was like that was kind of neat. <laughs> all right, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? Any other yeah. current events? The yeah, Jesse yeah. Smollett thing—he got arrested, hundred thousand dollar bond. Fuck. R. Kelly arrested, ten counts. He's um, going to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, if they can pin this on him of underage stuff and. He married Aaliyah when she was 15. He's going to be trapped in something like a closet. <laughs> Convict's going to be trapped in his asshole. A like big closet. He's going to have a big closet to be trapped in. I like that we can make rape jokes about guys. With cable TV. Yeah, isn't it great? I do like it. I don't care. Fuck it. I don't like it when people that wouldn't make any rape joke ever. I mean, enjoy it, it while it lasts, guys. We're losing all the ability to make tasteless jokes. That's I think true. our jokes have been very tasty today. They're they're just they're disappearing like our big civil, T like to our the A to the S T E Y jokes is tasty. There's probably the a big and tasty. I'd say that there's Remember a that? there's a direct correlation between decrease in civil liberties and decrease in what jokes are acceptable. That is true. We could chart it. We probably can, honestly. Anyway, anything else? All right. I heard this song on the way home today from the grocery store. It's uh, Sharon Van Etten, 17. I like her. Uh, I've never. This is the first one I've heard. Oh, she's it. awesome. It's really good. But uh, take a listen. Uh, rest in peace, Brody Stevens. Push, believe. Yes, you got it. Hangover. Hangover 2. Due date. Cut out of funny people. Goodbye and good luck. <laughs>